Shazam. Shazam. <laughs> we just wanted to give a big shout out to our newest Patreons, the Hamnus family and Scott Troutman. Thank you. You guys are awesome. Check out dialpodcast.com for more information on our Patreon. Enjoy the podcast. Shut up and sit down. Go outside. See those kids? They're having the time of their lives riding their bikes. They know what's up. I ride my bike. I ride my bike all around. Yes, I do. Your addiction gets worse. You spend less time at work doing work and more time looking at bikes. I ride by all my friends and I wave hello. You are listening to the 117th installment of the Dialed Podcast with Matt Lee Grand, Evan Price, Lance Hepler, and Jake Von Turing. Contrary to popular belief, owning a bike doesn't make you a cyclist. You have to ride it as well. Oh, my bike is very good. Become obsessed with your bike. Fixate over specs, head angles, and weird things like tire so I better have my helmet on. It's time to ride your brand new bike. It's so much fun just pedaling up and down. One day you see a press release for a brand new bike. It's like yours, but 15% lighter, 35% stiffer, and it's red. Hi, welcome back to the Dial Podcast. I'm Jake Von Durgen. I'm here with Lance Epler. Lance Romance, right here in studio. In studio. In studio. In studio. Cool. I've got, uh, I tried to... 70s feather the mustache yeah. today. That, it looks it looks a little softer looks, today. It looks feathery, feathery, yeah. It's a little mm-hmm. more feathery and a little more ridiculous. That's for the ladies. That's, this <laughs> has been mustache talk <laughs> with Dr. Lance. <laughs> Over the weekend his mustache had a mustache. Did you guys happen to see that picture? <laughs> I had double curls. Oh had, yeah. I had a curl under my nostrils and then the curl yeah. Let's move on. Where is it? Where, <laughs> Good where is it growing the thickest right now? I it's feel like right, right below the nose. It's right below the nose. Yeah. it's so thick. It's. Are okay. you a nose hair guy? Do you grow oh, solid? Oh yes, nose hair? I have to trim my nose hairs constantly. Okay, just like let them. Could you let it go? There, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Could you let it go and combine into yeah. one massive nose dreads? Yeah. No, it's nose dreads. <laughs> it's ridiculous. All right, let's move on yeah, to his right, Evan Price. <laughs> so I'm drinking a Red Bull. Matt oh boy. is drinking. Ooh, we're gonna play. Guess what's in? Yeah, this is easy. Ooh, okay, coffee. Matt's got coffee. Caffeine free. Yes. Caffeine free. River right roasters. Now? Yes, yes, Him? yes. Yeah, yeah. Is right. that predictable okay. or what? <laughs> Jake is drinking his own homemade coffee right now. Uh, was it's empty? Yeah, was it's empty. <laughs> and Lance is drinking water because he's the least exciting person here. So I got yeah. yeah. Purified water. Lance, we're uh, going to have to let you go from the podcast if you can't like <laughs> come up with an interesting story from time to time. Kirkland's not going to be happy with this either. I mean, None of us are drinking from our sponsor. You're, you're very boring with your adventure van. I've and, got nothing yeah. to offer. I'm sorry. Kirkland's <laughs> going to pull that check that they put in the mail that never got to us. Yeah, that's still coming, isn't it? I think it is. I think it's still always, mail. It's always going to be in the mail. <laughs> and sitting next to Evan Price, Mr. Matt Legrand. What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? How are you guys doing? Okay. Pretty good. good. Yeah. Fantastic. Pretty good. Yeah. Okay. You look good. Mm. You do. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to take my eyes off the stash, but you look good. You're looking good. There's Don't lots of things wrong Don't look at with it. this picture. Don't look at it. <laughs> Don't look at it. Don't look directly into the stash. All right. Let's do some backpedaling. Matt, you want to backpedal sure, for us? Sure. I can keep it short. I should just keep my, I should just give my time to Lance. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Hi. You, you you have plenty of things to talk about. Nope. Okay. I got. I, All right. Well, I got a story for you. <laughs> You've been riding your bicycle. 
I've, I know I've, that. I've ridden the bike a couple times. Yeah. Um, I did some open water swimming, which was really cool. I've been going out there a little bit more frequently, which was nice. really nice. Um, You're going yeah. over to Fallen Leaf, right? Yeah, Fallen yeah. Leaf is my mm-hmm. spot. It's my go-to spot. And, uh, it's a little sanctuary. Yep. It's been good. It's been great. I'm getting some... And I've been running a little bit each day, but it's... The Achilles is a-killing me. It is. Yeah. So, Ooh, you know, I'm just in the... Achilles jokes. I'm looking for... Yeah, I got I got Achilles <laughs> jokes to go for, for days. Um, you know, I'm going to be in the market for a PT, just looking for one. Uh-huh. I don't know if I'm going to be able to find one, but... I've got, uh, I've got a pretty average one I can sell to you, but okay. yeah. yeah. Don't yeah. expect too much, but yeah. No. Expectations are low. <laughs> so... Lance just cracked open a mojito. LaCroix. LaCroix. <laughs> LaCroix. What are you sipping on over there? Uh, it's, uh, oh, it's a Cub- cola. Cubano cola flavored LaCroix. Wow. Does it actually taste like a Coke? Yeah, it tastes that, like a mojito. That's terrible, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to drink the whole thing. Yeah, you will. Because <laughs> I like the sparkling. <laughs> I like the sparkling. Do you know what's not disgusting? The blueberry <laughs> blue edition from Red Bull. Blue edition. Yes. Uh, not that Lance had one of those on one, one of our candy. rides a couple weekends ago. I, yeah, I did. Well, you like, would, here, try you this. And, like, reluctantly took it. I'm like, yep. Yeah, Can you like slowly chemicals. start transferring over to Red Bull? Nah, whatever. Yeah, it's pretty good. Okay. That, that sounds like a resounding yes to me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we overtook your uh, uh, I'm done. Yeah, that was over there an has hour ago. Be, what was the, the coolest thing that Ethan did this week? Uh, he rode with me yesterday for three miles or something like that it was pretty I, you know it was good nice. snag some gopro footage he ran with nice. his mom he's yeah he's doing well he's exercising more yeah. than i am more than dad so how's dash doing mean as hell really yeah, my five-year-old <laughs> no way got, dash, every single time i go over there for one cassie loves him he's yeah, the he greatest is, he's, he's, but as soon as we leave he's terrible no i mean he's just got an attitude it's <laughs> got the five-year-old attitude. he's gonna be um so we did this thing called the we you know uh I just decided that we we're going to have a memorial mile in our cul-de-sac where you run around the cul-de-sac and it's For a six, mile. 16 laps to the mile. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and so, um, so we got the neighborhoods to do it, the kids to do it. And Kristen and I have collected medals over the years, yeah. right? So we have tons and we're just like, you do the memorial mile, you get a medal. That's so a we great brought, way to yeah, give away medals. We brought all these medals out and all these kids from the neighborhood were running laps around. And so Kristen and I, of course, did it also. Mm-hmm. But Dash would do, like, he'd do the mile and then he would just keep going. And then like and then, your five year old ran more than a mile. Oh yeah. And then the <laughs> oh evening in the evening he was like he was like running again. And he'd you'd be like, That's the finish line right there and he'd be like, I'm gonna keep going. Like he was just living it up. So says I think Ethan's we'll gonna be a great eight hundred mile yeah, runner. Something's brewing. Dash there. is gonna do ultras one day. Ultra. Yeah, for sure. We'll find out. <laughs> Love it. Stay I tuned. Have to change to his podcast. name. Dash. Yeah. Dash to like yeah. endurance or something like that. Gotta yeah, switch we'll the name. Gotta <laughs> switch the names. <laughs> endurance. <laughs> it's no big endurance. deal. Like, Ooh, I'm sorry, Dash. You gotta be a sprinter. This is we named you for a reason here. <laughs> yeah. It'll be. Uh, it'll be on. We'll record it on the podcast. We'll talk about it. Yes. When they get a little older. All right. I think when he's six, we can bring him on. I think last time age. we had a little podcast, you were sitting on 1,999. Oh, yes. That. Uh, 2000 yeah. barrier. How do you, mark? Not, how do you not check that on a five minute basis? I did that. Yeah, it is kind of addicting, right? Yeah. Which is a little dangerous, right? I, I remember you, when you were close to a thousand. That yeah. was awesome. <laughs> um, 2058. Wow. Oh, Look at that. You got 59 subscribers in the last week. week. That's fantastic. At this rate, you're going to be a professional YouTuber by the year 2035. Yeah, just a <laughs> couple decades from now. <laughs> just, just keep grinding. <laughs> just keep grinding. <laughs> Evan, backpedal, man. Um, I did not race, 
this last week, unless you count virtual racing, which I am now getting berated for <laughs> by our good friend David Goodman on every single ride we do together. He's also <laughs> berating you. Thank you, David. David. David is yeah, a trainer. He's a he's a trainer road type of guy. So you know he's very specific on he he doesn't understand the the social aspect of Zwift or the the the, the need for that once a week race. Yeah. But yeah. Um, it was Friday, raced Zwift for a longer race, which was like an hour, which was a terrible idea. Uh, racing that long in the saddle and Zwift, Zwift's got this weird, like the start of every Zwift race for anybody listening to this, who has done a Zwift race, the start of those races is always like a five minute all out effort Yeah, for whatever it simulates like the worst crit you've ever raced. <laughs> it's like every single race is a miserable crit. And you have to be pushing like 800 oh, watts crazy. at the yeah. bell just to stay with just the to be in the group. You got to be like hammering <laughs> yeah. from the gun. So I did the New York course, which is exactly the type of course I would get dropped on in real life where it's just like steady flat, then super sharp, short climbs. And then like one, like two, three minute power climb. So just the exact thing I'm terrible at. So, you know, I stay with the lead group, stay with the lead group. We hit the power climb. I decide to attack. I'm like, this is a good idea. Five minutes into this thing, let's go ahead and put in the move for the, you know, 22 mile race. <laughs> and then get caught after trying to break away and then get blown up and basically have to solo TT the entire hour after that because I'm stuck in between the Peloton and the lead group and I'm not just going to soft pedal back to the Peloton. So that was basically Friday, which, you know, what, what, what I, I think I'm kind of getting tired of the, the virtual racing at this point. I can't even watch virtual races anymore. It's getting old. <sighs> can't even watch it. Cause can't I mean, even watch virtual races. Are you sure? Anymore. It's a really keep you on the edge of your seat there when I'll you're probably watching someone else I'll play a video I'll game. I'll probably <laughs> still watch it on Wednesday, but <laughs> it's, it's, the funny thing is I never played video games as a kid. So maybe I'm just like reliving this thing that I missed as a child. Well, now it is like the kids literally watch people other other people play video games oh, it's like, oh this twitch this person's playing Fortnite. better twitch. watch better tune into that what is twitch twitch is oh you need to know this evan it's a uh, okay it's a youtube streaming piece it's kind of like youtube but it's gotcha. streaming video games it's not specific to video games but most like that's their oh, dominant okay. market yeah. It's streaming anything and people come in and they comment and blah blah is blah, this blah, like the um uh, uh the ninja guy yeah is exactly. he on there okay exactly, gotcha. yeah. okay okay i kind of know what that and, is and yeah. um I think that they got, I, I don't want to make a mistake on, on air here, but they got purchased, <laughs> I think, for like $1.2 or something like that. I mean, it's a, they got to be a big company. $1.2 Oh, my gosh. That's I don't like know. NFL numbers. <laughs> I know. They got, well. That's yeah, crazy. It, it, it got popular really quick. And yeah. it's tricky because uh, there's other streaming services, too, like YouTube, but uh -huh. whatever. So Zwift is ready to get purchased for $1.2 billion is what you're saying. Mm, Ballpark. Mm, no. No. Maybe one point two million. There you go. There you go. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, that was that was Friday. Um, Saturday, I got to go on an awesome group ride with Dustin and David. So it was just the three of us, which is basically group rides these days, or yeah. three or less, which is fun. But we did a century, um, kind of a weird century. We did like we went out to Gibson, uh, which is a really beautiful climb. Um, and is Gibson technically in Washougal, or is it still in Canvas? Washougal. Sure. Washougal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's in Washougal. Uh, it was like that nice, like Pacific Northwest, like misty rain kind of morning, and then it dried out, and then it got a little sunny, then it missed it again. But it was like that really nice where it kind of dries you, then it wets you just a little bit, so you cool down, then it dries you. So it, it, it was a nice day, and then we go uh, drop Dustin off. Me and David go down to do the bridge ride in Portland right after that, and then we come back up, and we're going out to Vancouver Lake to do some TT efforts to end the day. 
and we run into coming the other way on Vancouver Lake, Mr. Jake Von Doring hammering away. And I am not going to ruin oh, his yeah. backpedal here. I meant to, <laughs> to, to print out something. But he is he is pushing hard the other way. And Lance is back there as well. We yell at Lance to wait for us. They did not. <laughs> and then, so we basically just went out there and did TT efforts on... Yeah, I'm basically uh, road. Yeah, yeah, just Vancouver likes a super, super flat area, so it's pretty nice to put in good long efforts in low traffic area. I'm just going to pretend that I have a printout in front of me here. Okay, okay good. That makes good. more sense. <laughs> we can look at the stats. Let me let me see what document I have in front of me here, guys. Pull it up. Let me pull that it up. That is awesome. My, let me pull up my, my folders of documentation. This is the nice thing about phones, right? Yep. And then, yeah, that was, uh, let me think, Sunday, trained more. The swam in Vancouver Lake with some of the juniors, which was great. And they're swimming fast, and I'm not, which is wonderful to see. Um, and then had to – oh, I got cracked in the forehead with a lamp. Oh. You okay? Yeah. I see yeah. it now. Can you yeah. see it? Yeah. yeah I didn't it's kind of like a Harry before. Potter scar is what it looks like. Yeah. I didn't notice it before, so Just it's not, not that dragging. bad. Yeah, I put some makeup over it. Yeah, there you go. That's why I did not put makeup over it. But yeah. Cassie chucked that you uh, – you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cassie, Cassie threw a, a lamp at my head. I got she. She was getting frustrated <laughs> with me over the weekend. Just chucked a lamp at my forehead. But <laughs> get off your bike and pay attention. Exactly. To me. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, that was basically it. Love it. Cool. Yeah, that was all. Awesome, Mr. Hep. Mr. Hep. Uh, mm. Or Doctor Hep. <laughs> yeah. You still you still prefer that doctor? I mean, you're in that. Is that a for life thing? Uh, I, I think it's funny now because yeah. um, well, I always thought it was funny. I I've never been like hung up on the title of doctor Mm -hmm. i i'm fine with people calling me lance even when you know i was a doctor for 20 years you know is a dentist really a doctor i don't know i mean yeah it took a lot to get that title isn't isn't there isn't there a santa claus joke about that that the guy's a psychiatrist (laughs) isn't it like (laughs) in the movie santa claus they talk about that uh the guy's a psychiatrist and wants to go by doctor doctor. yeah Yeah, that's right Uh, anyway, so yeah, I, now I just call myself Dr. Hep. That's my Instagram handle. Follow him, people. It's <laughs> at Dr. Mm-hmm. Hep because I think it's funny. So, Sully, Dr. Sully? Dr. Sully, that's what I should say. Yeah, no longer Dr. Hep. Ridiculous mustache. I had a great week. We did have some rain this last week, so I only rode four times. So 400 miles. Evan, but take it, his temperature real quick. See if he's <laughs> all right. Uh, so you rode 400 miles? <laughs> That's no, it was like 235 miles. I rode, I rode four That's times. That's not good. But three of those times were with Mr. Jake Von During. We rode together a lot this week. I which think was, we rode something like I don't know, 120 miles or something like that together. It was week? more than that because the I only, saw the, the well, ride. You rode more. I mean, I did one ride alone, which was 62 miles. The rest was 234. It, yeah, so we yeah. rode like 170 miles together. Oh, wow. Yeah. You guys week. did something through some puddles. I saw some pictures posted. <laughs> We went on a gravel ride one day. That's what you guys like to do. Yeah, headed, do headed the- out to Washougal Duke, uh, the Dyke the- area. The Duke. The Duke. <laughs> Mr. Duke to you. <laughs> and there's a there's a an elevated pathway through a swampy area. Where is that? I didn't It's it's right between so, Camus Washougal. Third street entrance to Lacamas Park is. Mm-hmm. Right across the street if you okay. Follow that down. It'll take yeah. you down to that little walk. I just haven't ever done that little section. I've yeah, done like I've done there. the dike trail and I've done obviously all the stuff behind you know yeah. the Round Lake. But yeah, so there is there's a, a walkway that's been built down there through the swampy area and it was flooded this week because our water levels are really high because mm-hmm. it's spring and and 
we had a, some rain this week, and we hit the flooded trail, and we just rode through it anyway. Yep. At first glance, looking at it, like, oh, that's just a couple inches deep. And then Lance was behind me laughing his butt off. I pulled out my phone and was videoing. <laughs> and I'm, I'm looking at this thing going, how can I ride through this without getting my feet all wet? So, you know, you can do like little quarter crank turns and like keep your feet up high yeah. so that they're not like going down to the bottom of the stroke. That wasn't working. No. So we ended up just riding through it. And like every pedal stroke, your foot was like fully submerged. <laughs> it was like a foot and a half deep. Yeah. Lance, the picture shows you doing like this, like so, cowboy <laughs> dance, like with your legs kicked up. And it was I'm on like, the way back. I yeah. was like that with the stash <laughs> yeah. equals, I don't know what it equals. Uh, we, gold. we were yeah. just YouTube having gold. fun. Jake had his GoPro on behind me. And, and when we came back, I hit it with a little speed and threw his feet up in there. Did a nice... <laughs> Parting of the sea there. Did his best Moses impersonation was, there. We were just having some fun. Yep. So That's awesome. But yeah, you know, it, it, coincidentally, Jake and I get together and we end up hammering some different sections, even sure. if we don't have plans to hammer some sections. And, <laughs> and uh, one one of the days we were, we were headed out to Vancouver Lake and Matt has a segment out there it's the most important segment <laughs> of the, all time it is it's, the most sought after segment there outside of the, the Jack Frost time trial which is only for the past week yeah exactly. since we talked about it since on the podcast was it last week or was it right. two weeks ago two weeks ago. Two weeks, two weeks ago two weeks ago two weeks ago yeah yeah, yeah. yeah two weeks ago so two weeks ago it's, it's been a, the most coveted it's a segment 16 mile yes. segment eight yeah. miles out eight 16. miles back okay. what's what's nice about it is it's out and back and so either way like the wind is not going to play a role right yeah, if it's windy, you're gonna have it on your back and then in front right. of you. So, so Jake and I were riding out there, and we're we're heading out there, and we're talking about it, talking about how, oh, you know, we should get like three or four guys together and and just like right. just just cyclists, not triathletes, <laughs> just cyclists. Do I get to be? If <laughs> so, I, we're all on road bikes. We're talking about Are you sensing some? I'm sensing some animosity here. There's <laughs> a little bit. There's a lot of it. So oh, there's more. Future. There's more to come in the future. Oh, I know. I know. So, oh boy. There's been a lot of Strava title like jabbing lately. I really shouldn't have phrased that very first one the way that I did. Hindsight being 2020. <laughs> so Jake and I talked about doing this with like three or four other guys, and we get out there and we like just started going yep. hard, and we're. It's a 38 minute segment. We're we're what were we like? 16 minutes into it and we were hammering and we were we hit the turnaround two minutes ahead two minutes and one second whoa two minutes up how was the wind because that's there was really no wind. it was just a like a very mild breeze maybe like a mile to an hour yeah it it really was what you want it was yeah so yeah but it was it was a little wet out there yeah Yeah. so i mean that's going to slow you down a touch and turns turns yep and granted uh, i took a couple of pulls. I, Jake did all the work. Was this was this like when we hit? Wait a what, minute. What was it? You did all. You did half the work. I did half the work. I was solo out there. Yes, yeah. you were Forget, solo. Yeah. Let's not you, talk about what gear correct. I was wearing. Yeah. <laughs> not about the gear. It's not. A, I think there's a book. It's not about the bike. No, it's not. Thank you. Okay. I'm pretty sure another guy named Lance said that once. Yeah. <laughs> not this Lance. <laughs> You're probably shaved from head to toe and uh-huh, on a uh-huh. yeah. Whatever. And I did it solo and with someone's help. It's probably about 22 seconds difference. I'd say. I was gonna say two minutes. 22 20. seconds. Actually, oh, okay. is the maybe 23 yeah. seconds. So <laughs> on the way back, we're hammering and 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 the time is just. It's it's coming down. It's going to well. I knew 40. that when Matt was out there, the time of year that he was out there, I was guesstimating he had a nice little. He tailwind. had a little bit of tailwind coming back. Yeah, uh-huh. and we did not, and we were losing time the whole way back. 
So we started pushing a little bit harder. I took one like mile long pull to give Jake a little bit of break. And then as soon as he went around, I just blew to pieces. And then you still probably did well. I'm guessing. What's that? I'm sure you still did well. I was like uh, a minute slower than my time from just uh, a a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was so hard. you looked you looked really tired when we saw you because it was at the very end. Oh yeah, <laughs> saw, and I'm like we saw I'm, you guys towards the end of it, and I was still ahead of Matt's time, and so I yeah. was thinking, okay, I can do, I can still beat Matt's time, at least get second behind yeah. Jake. So I'm just I'm hammering, hammering, and then I flatted. Yeah, so I just did you? I, I hit know. something. I actually tubeless tires. I didn't actually have to stop. Yeah, but I like like lost all motivation. But yeah. but uh, Jake uh, Jake pulled it off. Hammered the whole way. He ma- did the he whole thing. He was staying in his kind of like putting the hands on the top sort of tube area, kind of tucking <laughs> in. Yeah, trying to didn't, stay low. Didn't we have this big discussion before Jack Frost where it was like, what right. is the most arrow arrow road bike position road to be bike in? Road bike arrow yeah. position. Yeah. Not the drops. A lot of people think it's the drops, not yeah. the drops. I still yeah. think that there's some question marks on that. You think, you think so? Yeah. Well. I think it's if you can get narrow and get in your drops, it's it's still you know there's yeah. still some benefit to getting low, obviously. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, front area. Yeah. Anyway, so I, but yeah. I took a I took a swing. It's a at long it. effort. It was a long. <laughs> That's effort. That's a long 30, like thirty-seven <laughs> is a effort. You average like three hundred and forty watts or something for it, didn't you? Close to three fifty. Oh, somewhere in there. I got to yeah. go look that up. I did look at the power profile though, and I could see every time you took a pull, and I think there was five poles in there five of them, yeah something like that and mm-hmm. yeah we should just uh, go ahead and subtract about 25 seconds hey we we said it's it's all it's all good for you and matt or you and evan to go out there and uh take a stab at uh that. we oh, will there will there will be a very hard stab <laughs> there's, a, there's I, i'm gonna take you it's gonna be there's gonna be a stab yeah it i'm gonna just, take you for part of the way and then i'm gonna be like go i need yeah i need you all out for five minutes it was just funny to catapult me through that That we we talked about making this plan to bring some other people in and then we ended up just going for it just the two of us and then we still got it well It was these guys going. They take it from us. Then we know that we've we got should. It. Know we we, we should do. make that segment become like a thing that you got to do with only one other. Like like it's got to be like little <laughs> one other person. Yeah yeah. It's got to be little twos. No, there's no <laughs> rules like that. Obviously, if you can get it on a time trial bike. I'm just whatever. I, I'm just thinking back to when we've been in massive groups and hit that thing. If you had gone on that exact yeah. thing with like 20 people in a group, with you a could soar through that. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, nobody do that. <laughs> no group rides past four. Yeah. Solve the island shootout group or something like that. If they want oh, to be yeah. over, yeah, oh it's yeah, not group the of same. fifty yeah. guys do, hammering through there. Do oh. not. Hopefully, they don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> I'm sure some of them. I'd do. have to get Dang really it. arrow on a TT bike, super like. Well, paper you need to thin. you need to build your TT bike up because I I it's do. time. I do. It is time actually. It's gonna yes. be time. It is time. It's been sitting in shambles for six months now. I know. Maybe even seven. It and is time to get it. There's a whole bunch of stuff that I want to do TT testing wise. So yeah. Yeah. get on it. That is, I've got two things that are happening this and next week. And then the fleet is going to be ready to have fun and no races. Yeah. <laughs> Our hey, own races. You can yeah. tell that uh, Jake and I are itching for races because every time we got together, we ended up taking a KOM somewhere. Yeah, they're just racing each other each just, week. Just yeah. riding, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, there was a segment yesterday that Lance is probably going, what the hell is he doing? <laughs> and the, I, I knew I knew the segment. I didn't have it pulled up. I didn't have it starred. Yeah. But I'm looking down at the time. I'm like, I can remember doing this before. And I remember leading some people out. And we were going about this fast. And I'm like, my legs feel pretty good today. 
So I went ahead and just kept going hard. And I don't know, Lance is probably like, why are we doing this? Why are we going so hard? <laughs> no, I, I, I don't like riding on that road either. There's a lot of traffic. Yeah, and so we always try to do yeah. it quickly. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm just like hanging on Jake's wheel. And then all of a sudden we take the turn where it's country, nice country road. It's 199th. And, uh, going. Yeah, and yeah. Jake yeah. picked it up. And I'm like, oh, I guess we're going even <laughs> yes. more. Yeah. But we got the Jake got the KOM on there on two different segments on there too and I didn't even I didn't take a single pull <laughs> contrary I to what Strava would show you on the flyby but yeah, the whole time. yeah. <laughs> that was so, fun. yeah some of my fastest times are just sitting on Jake's wheels yeah so yeah that works so. that works sometimes when it's flat it gets too, too steep I'm uh, <laughs> not worth much anymore so. I, I did like a 40 mile loop with Jake uh, yesterday where we did that and then my wife had come out she she rode 50 miles by herself whoa yeah yep. wait a minute who rode the most yesterday? Which Hepler? Yeah. Well, is she? Is did she, she ride more than you? Is no. She, how well, many did she put in for the week? Is she about three hundred. <laughs> no, she's close. She's. Did she up? put almost three hundred miles in last no, week? Yes. Oh, no. Oh God. Okay. Yeah, she, no evidence. Yes. <laughs> yes. This yes, happened. I this <laughs> Whatever this guy did, she did a little bit more. Plus one. Yeah. I think mm. she did like hundred and forty miles last week or something. That's, That's a solid week, amazing. Brandy. Yeah. I mean, she. She was doing. She did fifty all by herself. I rode fast with Jake, and yep. then I found where she was, and I looped back out and found her, and rode a second loop with her. So we just, it was yeah, awesome. It's good week. Yeah, lots of fun. Give her, give her one year. She'll be racing seven times a week, eight times a week again. Yeah, seventeen yeah. times. Seventeen times. And Matt, we will try not to steal any more of your. They're all gone. <laughs> Jake has stolen the two that I coveted the most. Do you well, have actually, Do you have the KOM on Matt's favorite road? No. 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 Jake has Can that. we I, no, get I know, you? I don't. Oh, wait, Lance. Tom, Tom no. took it for me. No, Guy Van. Oh, oh Guy Van? Oh, Matt's favorite road. Okay, so sorry. I was thinking of the ladies and gentlemen of the internet. That has to be the summer project is we have to go and get you on top of Matt's favorite road. I don't know North and going to be easy. It's not, <laughs> <Guy Van, laughs> not going to be easy. <laughs> Guy Van crushed it by like 12 seconds. It's something stupid. Yeah. Like, I was oh, going to take a stab at it, and I looked at it, and I'm like, no, nope. Yeah, <laughs> can't do that. <laughs> yeah, give no it time. Give it time. Tail. We're gonna find a crazy tale one day. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Like we still need to do late. You still need to do Lake Road. We have so much stuff. That to do. is Lake Road is gonna be such. A, <laughs> I'm starting to realize how hard that effort is gonna be. Yeah, but you need to. You go hard with your TT bike. I think the yeah. TT bike up, up that hill is still gonna have some value. Yeah, so. I think it will. It's such. And a I'll hard lead effort. you out. You know, this is a personal so, yeah. question, Evan. How many cams do you have? All of them here. None. Oh no. Okay. Uh, no, I'm, I'm sure I have a couple. You, you sometimes just still. hit them when you're not thinking. I'm about not it. sure yeah. if I have a K. I mean, I was going to hang my hat on Washington Large for a long time until Tonk had to go ruin that. So how do you find out how many KOMs you have? That's a you good go uh, to your profile page and there is a tab that says KOMs. I think I you have wonder, to use the web browser. I'm not sure if I have browser. any. Yeah, I, it doesn't work on the mobile okay. app. Let's just move on. Yeah, we, we can come back to this later. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Uh, Lance, what else? Anything else? Um, I think that's probably it Yeah, for me. Cool. Yep. My week wasn't very exciting. I had a little five-day rest block, took two days off and three days of just like zone one stuff, pushing super low watts, kind of going through the motions, riding for just over an hour. But then uh, Friday rolled around and we jumped on gravel bikes. Saturday rolled around, we jumped on road bikes and hammered (laughs) a lot in the middle there. And then uh, Sunday yesterday was kind of like, I don't know, I mean... Not a fartlek approach, but it kind of felt that way after it was said and done. There was some efforts in there as well, so I'm I'm feeling the love. But we did take a few stabs at a few things yesterday. Yeah, but uh, I'm so freaking tired from all this cross training. I'm telling you guys, you guys got to come over for my free cross training clinic. It's 
pretty stinking oxen. <laughs> That's okay. I'm busy getting hit in the head with yeah. lamps. So <laughs> this yard work stuff is legit. <laughs> we'll take it out of you. But uh, yeah, I just did a bunch of that. So anyway, not a very exciting week other than uh, just going out and playing bikes with Lance. And yeah, that was fun. Looking forward to doing that again in the weeks to come. and Looking forward to stealing more of Matt's uh, KOMs. He's only got one or two. Well, you know what, Matt? I don't think we're going to be able to take too many more of your KOMs. If you uh, look at those um, out there at the lake, they go to the end of Frenchman's Bar, or oh. the, that whole leg. Is they, there one that put, I have that goes all the way to the end? Two. There's a couple two? of them. Yeah. Yes. And they we put forever. Up a, stalking both of yeah. you. We they put up like a barrier and some <laughs> gate, and it's not a county <laughs> road anymore. Too much I information. I know. I know. Uh, so. I love the fact that that road is closed, and I, and I have something. Yep. Got it. <laughs> Lance and I were talking about how we could like use uh, the Garmin as a baton and have one guy staged yes. on the other side oh, and yeah. pass it and just go oh, and shuck it over the other yeah. side. <laughs> go, 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 go. Wait, <laughs> pass like a football. Didn't the GCN guys do something like that? Like pass a pass a Garmin in the middle of a segment? I think they yeah. did. I think they did. Yeah. It's it, awesome. Yeah, it, was yeah. A, it was a joke video. Where yeah, whatever. Like, so funny. Think it's KON. You chuck the yeah. throw it. <laughs> throw it when you, when you know you're close. <laughs> That'd be hilarious on a climb to be like, oh, I'm two seconds back, clip it off, and just chuck it the rest of the way. Totally. <laughs> awesome. Got uh, a good arm. Cool. All right, so let's move on. Patreon update, you guys. We need like some like... We need know, Patreon like, music. Like, yeah, breaking news. We have a new Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> no, Lance. No, no. It's not. <laughs> we have a new Patreon who has joined the ranks, uh, Mr. Terry Hamness. So I just want to say Ooh, thank Terry. you to Terry. I um, love Terry Hamness. He's a good dude. He is a good dude. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. just... Uh, just always like there helping out and good guy just kind of like a quiet assassin you know he just doesn't say a whole heck of a lot in terms of like you know us who won't shut up <laughs> terry's just a good guy that just gets it done so it's one of those but, people um, that only speaks when it's worth it yeah which we so, wouldn't know anything about so <laughs> i will be getting terry a sticker and um i don't know maybe we, gotta we have, have dialed podcast stickers we do we yeah. do mm-hmm. for, for yeah. all they are also. awesome yeah so anyway if you are interested in becoming a patreon of the show Go to dialpodcast.com and you will see the Patreon links there on the homepage. Or you can go to Patreon, their web browser, if I'm not mistaken, and just search for Dial Podcast and you'll see us pop up there. We really appreciate everybody who's supporting us. Um, that's a big help. So cool. Hey, is uh, Champ Baylor on? Champ. Champ Bailey here. Oh, there he is. Champ's on basically like homestay for this entire yeah. time period. There's really not a lot. I got three things in the news to talk about. One that was announced today, Strava has made some changes. Ooh. I just saw yes. this. Yeah. So they are changing their subscription model a little bit, um, making it uh, $5 a month instead of, yeah, I think it was like $70 a year for the summit. And now they've made it uh, $5 a month. So they've backed it off. There's only one level of membership right and now for you to be able to look at segments and look at leaderboards of segments you have to be a paying strava member really yeah to look at what looks like i'm paying for strava now (laughs) i know i'm just wondering if i should pay for strava because i don't you two do and we don't yeah yeah i'm I'm gonna probably pay for it now you can only another thing you can only see you can see the top tens if you have the free subscription, okay. you can see the top 10 lists and your efforts still count in in there, but um, you can't look anything beyond the top 10 if you're not a paid member. But so. you can see all of your past segments. Yes. Seg- like the times that you've gone out and Correct. hammered. Okay. Yeah. And also the root builder, if you, if you use that. I don't like the fact that they took away features. Well, that's... That's, that's a little sketch, right? Where, I mean... Yeah. Here we're getting... Well, 
I don't know. They give away all this took, stuff for free, and they're like, yeah, now you got to pay for it. They kind of like dropped the price of Summit a little bit, but then took away the a free stuff. A little so bit. That, yeah, and yeah. then trying to just push people towards But they did the have like yeah. three different things. Remember the there Summit thing? three different That like, all cost types. different amounts of Yeah, and know. they did away with that. Now there's just one type. Yeah. So. Like based on thing. what you get and based on, in my opinion, how positive it is for the cycling community, for building community, that's well worth five bucks a month. Yeah, I'm going to so. pay for it. I'm just going to do it. Yeah. Then you need to learn how to use live segments. That's actually why I'm doing it is because I'm going to, I well, I'm <laughs> right. definitely going to be using that now. <laughs> live segments will still work either way is what they said. Yeah. There's no change to live segments. Um, Wait, I thought live segments only worked if you were paying. That's what I thought too. I was pretty sure about that. Well, maybe. Wait, wait, wait. There's no I've change to live segments. That was and still is only available okay. yeah, to yeah, yeah. subscribers. Yeah. Because I've only, right. I've never had it, yeah. which is kind of frustrating because when you actually do want to go for a segment, you've got to yeah. know it. You're like and, guessing. Yeah, yeah. Or just go to somewhere and go hard. Well, yeah. it's nice too because you can set it to show you if you're pacing your personal record. You can choose any one of your friends that you follow. You can set it to follow the KOM. It just depends on what effort you want to go after. So yeah, yeah. That and is for nice. training it's purposes, if you want to plug in like what your PR is and you want to just try and maintain that, if you're doing like sure. repeats on it or just it's a part of your training workout, that's pretty functional. Also, if you, if you use the root builder on Strava, that will only be available to subscribers as well. Gotcha. So, Did they fix stuff. their power information on there yet? Or is it still sucking? I so skimmed was... this article as you guys <laughs> were all yapping, so I'm not exactly sure. So there's that, and then every time you go on a ride, they always take away like a tenth of a mile or something. Right. <laughs> it always guesstimates my wattage really, really high. It does for me, too. No, no, it's always really low for me, actually. Uh, it's it it's guesses, low. I think it guesses mine high. Does it? Well... You know, if you're on a TT bike and you're slippery or whatever, then it's like, you must have been oh, pushing 350 true. watts. Yeah, yeah, Guess what, true. Jake? I wasn't pushing 350 <laughs> watts. Yeah. I know whenever I was out on my gravel bike for like, or the, the cross bike for long rides, I'd be like, you averaged 112 watts for this ride. Yeah, <laughs> like, it was like, gravel. Yes, yes, I did. <laughs> In other uh, cycling news, there was lots of Everesting news this last week. Yeah. So the mm -hmm. Everesting world record has been held the last three years. Um, by uh, an Australian guy, can't mm -hmm. remember his name right now, um, in eight hours and 24 minutes or something like that. We talked last week that Phil Guyman was going to make a run at it. That's fast. Eight and um, Phil Guyman did actually break the world record mm -hmm. and went seven hours and 52 minutes on a climb in the L.A. area called uh, Mountain Gate. Mountain fair. Gate. Mountain yep. Gate. Mm -hmm. So uh, pretty incredible that he broke that um three short days later uh u.s champion cross-country mountain biker keegan swenson went out and broke phil's record by a good 12 minutes oh. so phil broke the record held it for three days keegan swenson went out and did it in seven hours and 40 minutes how does that feel when someone then does that to evan <laughs> <laughs> It's an eight-hour freaking effort. It feels it feels really bad to have that taken away in less than a week. To to not be able to sit on there. I think I think we're comparing equal achievements too. No, that's <laughs> that has got it. You and I know in the comments, Guyman has said like, you know, I will be a like, you know, hey, great gracious loser as he always is and everything like that. You know that eats at him. Uh, Three well, days later, that effort took a lot. It did. Like a lot. You know. Phil Guyman has a YouTube channel, which has been very popular with cyclists. It's a good channel. And he still hasn't put 
it takes a week or two to edit a video well enough because I, I think he does it all himself. He doesn't do very no. much editing to his videos. Well, though. regardless, he, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're pretty raw videos. He doesn't <laughs> have his his attempt out on video yet. He has two videos out that are like precursors yeah, to it. His like, brain's probably not working yet. No. <laughs> so he hasn't even, he, before he even got the video out of his attempt yeah. at it. Keegan Swenson went. Do you think he's just? <laughs> what if he just? So he has part one and two out. Three is the attempt. What if he just doesn't release number three? Well, I tell you what, I absolutely want to see the video. Yeah. Oh, I do. I know for sure. Keegan Swenson didn't put together yeah. a video. I'm sure there's going to be Phil, some little sad trombone. at one point, yeah. too. Yeah. He's going to be some little when it was done. Sad trombone part at the end. is like, wah, 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 wah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, He's I like, oh, it by the way. Yeah. I lost yeah. It. yeah, I bet you're right. So, pretty crazy. So, Keegan Swenson, he's he's a mountain biker and, yep. and super strong. Obviously, he did it on a road Very bike. Very strong. On a on a on a road outside of uh, Utah, actually right outside of Provo, Utah. Do you think yeah. that he just picked a better route? I mean, I think so much. Okay, so this is a complete theory, and I'm just talking out of my. But uh, <laughs> I think that picking routes and things like that for an attempt like that is probably more important than potentially more important than how strong you are. Because I'd agree. Eight yeah. hours. Okay, so yeah, Phil, Phil Guyman. You're talking about a lot of strong cyclists. It's like all, yeah, I, think, I think the super thing that strong. matters that is the route. Yeah. I think that some some of them are stronger than others for sure. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm just thinking like these guys were trying to do it for speed, yep. not not yeah. just to get it done. You could just get it done. And they both had guys that did it with them that finished in like 12 hours that didn't do it as fast as them. But yeah, um, Phil Guyman's I believe his climb it was like 460 feet of of climb and it was yep. straight so that he could turn around bomb down and go and go right back up it had easy ways to turn around and straight descents you weren't going through switchbacks which right. would slow you down on the descent um keegan swenson's climb it's called the pine creek climb it was actually part of the tour of utah um it was much a, longer right it was a thousand foot climb so we only had to do 29 laps of it. He didn't have to do 62 or six whatever yeah. Phil had to do. And uh, and and it was straight, mm-hmm. and it was a 1,000-foot climb, and so he could bomb that thing down. So I think yeah. he— That's wa- a long, straight speed. climb. Yeah. As you know, I, mean, so, I mean, I, I can't even—like, th- that's a long, Keegan long actually climb. said that the thing that was most sore on him was the back of his neck because he super-tucked every single time down. Oh, my gosh. He super-tucked every time down. I don't, I don't know if it's every time, but he his neck was sore from keeping his head up super-tucking. So <laughs> so, so it oh might boy. come down to, like, the descent, yeah, you how know, fast for you how can fast you can do it. Yeah. Right? So even if they had the exact same route but it was double the distance— he could have bombed down even faster, probably. Yeah. Uh, Keegan's was 105 miles, and Phil's was like 98 miles. Yeah. Okay. I think. I, so I distance-wise, they're pretty darn close. Pretty close. To each other. Yeah. But yeah. I'm just thinking, like, if his, if his was a little sense. steeper, if his was a little steeper in 2,000 meters of climbing, so twice the, to the length yeah. or whatever, then he could go faster. There, I think that the route matters. There's a little Jeez. caveat too that not for me. People are mentioning Keegan's was done at altitude. He was at six thousand oh, yeah. feet. Six thousand yes. feet. That's a lot. That's a lot. Phil was close That's to huge. sea level. I'm oh yeah, yeah. Well, it's I in mean, LA, so yeah, mountain gets basically it, got to be sea level. There. I mean, yeah. there's granted there's the climb itself, which was like four or five hundred feet. It, it'd but, be under a thousand feet, yeah. I would guess. That's a pretty significant difference. Yeah. I mean, and Phil and Phil would admit that Phil's yeah. raced professionally at altitude, like he knows. Yeah, yeah anything under five thousand, you're not going to really feel too much. But but you know, also at the six thousand foot mark, you're going to start to feel that. Yeah, he's going to be able to descend faster though, thinner air. So well, still, 
which does gosh. which does play a little bit is of that a difference. where yeah. keegan calls home yeah, he's he he lives in Heber City. Okay, Heber is this fantastic community just outside of uh, Provo and American Fork, Utah. Um, it is s- just great outdoor stuff. It's yeah. not far from Park City. Matt knows American City. Fork. That's where one of the best cross country programs in America is for high school, right? Which one? American Fork. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're good. Yeah. yeah, so he he lives there next to Camus, of course. Well, I mean, there are no Camus. Yeah. No, not even close. <laughs> not even ballpark Camus, right. but you know. Close Keegan, second. <laughs> Keegan Swenson is a is a big Trainer Road user, and and uh-huh. I think he's either sponsored by Trainer Road and by Stan's um, no uh, Sealant. Yeah, Sealant, and he's still professional. He's still racing cross country. I would love to. See, I would love to see what like his hardest workout was leading into that on Trainer Road. Maybe like seven hours at like fifty by eight uh, minutes. Trainer Road <laughs> workouts, there aren't more than two hours. They're yeah, all crazy. two hour. Well, except for David did tell me about one that they goes have on. one the, or two. Is it the, the kitchen the, sink or whatever yeah, it's called? They have one that's ca- called. I don't. Know, it's not called the kitchen sink, but you can like easily that. double Stupid. up. It's stuff. like four-hour yeah. workout, yeah. but they're. I mean, all all of Trainer Road's workouts are worked around the right type of interval sets mm. with the right type of rests. So they're all under two hours. So yeah. Anyway, oh. I'm sure he can modify stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and, and double back on things. Right. I mean, you do the kitchen sink twice. There you go. Right. And I'm sure he has coaches helping him or some yeah. guidance there. Yeah. So yeah. this is going to be the, this is going to be like the big quarantine thing now for pro cyclists who don't want to race virtually. K-O-N's There's going to be like, Everesting. we're in Everest. Yeah, yeah. Just like you're going to see Egan Bernal go out and do some crazy oh. Everest. Okay. Time. So <laughs> are you guys interested in doing this Everesting thing? Nope. <laughs> I'm interesting in watch. I'm interested in watching Evan try. I have no interest in doing this. I, I can't imagine. <laughs> oh, I want to base my summer around doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I not surprised, Evan? <laughs> Talk to me right when it's done and say if that was a good idea. <laughs> Ask me if it was a good idea. The thing is, I mean, for me to Everest, it's going to take me 12 or 14 yeah. hours right. to do that. At, at hour six, I'm going to freaking crash on the descent because I'm licked. Yeah. Because I can't like keep my eyes open anymore. I can't imagine. If it was something I th- that I th- yeah. if it was something that I think I could do, I'd be interested in it. I don't think I could do it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I could do it, but I just don't have any like desire. 12, I just don't want 12 to. to fourteen hours. I don't want to descend at that point. Yeah. No, yeah. and I don't want to. Obviously, be, I wouldn't care about time. But you have to be on your game to yeah. descend fast. I mean, you can't. Oh my god. Do an STP for I'm nine and a half to ten hours. That's yeah. plenty of time to be in the saddle. And that's only what, fifty five hundred feet of elevation gain? I mean you're pedaling, you're just doing different things, but I, that is so much strain yeah. on your body. It's it's hard on the body and it's hard on the bike too. I mean, make sure that you get some brand new brake pads in your bike before you uh, oh, go yeah. do that. So. Oh, there's there's gonna be as soon as it's done, I'm just switching out whatever brake pads I was using. Yeah. Yeah. I know those aren't, uh, those aren't seeing another ride after that. Rebecca Rush with her Be Good Foundation. Um, I know she is sponsoring a, an Everest type challenge for Memorial Day weekend, which wow. is next, this coming next weekend, weekend. Yeah, yeah, where she's challenging people to go out and either do the full Everest attempt or do a half attempt or do ten thousand feet or do five thousand feet. Just try to go out and do something like that on on a, a similar like, type of thing where you do yeah. one climb multiple times. Yeah. I feel like a half like would be something that would be interesting i feel like um 10k is a great challenging you know yeah, doable we, mm, thing right yeah so that's still 
10, 10,000 feet of elevation yeah. gain for a lot. a lot of people, that's, that's big. a lot. Insurmountable. And we've done it. I mean, I've done it probably a dozen times in my day. It's mm. hard. That's not an easy ride. It's not an easy day on the bike. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've actually been over 10K since when I was uh, in, uh, living in Colorado for a short bit. Gotcha. Now, when I was living in Colorado for a short bit, there was like, God, in one week, I think we did three rides that were over 10K just because that's oh. what people in Colorado do. You go on a ride on a Saturday, if you're in a group, guaranteed you're going to be over 10K. I, I want to say a training camp two years ago, I, we, I had oh, yeah. over, I did over two years ago. I think I did 15. Didn't I do 15 no, one day? I think day? we were like 11-ish to yeah. 12. In my mind... I did 15,000, so and I'm sticking with this. <laughs> I, I thought it was did over Did we do like 24? 20, I think we did 24. I think you ever stood that yeah. day, Lance. Uh, I think you've was, already done this. I've already I done the this. Last Is that 37? Yeah. The last day you did 11 or something. And we I did, did like 11,400 feet or something. And like that. that was over about 110 miles or something. Yeah. yeah. Now, I will I will say, by our next podcast, I will, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to say who else is going to do this with me yet, because I think one of them wants to kind of keep it on the deal just for a short bit before he says he's going to do it but because his wife doesn't know yet (laughs) (laughs) sorry (laughs) (laughs) but but i think um this this weekend i'm going to go in between 10 and 15k on one climb and see how that feels so I may come back next Monday and be like, this is really going to suck. Like, this is going to hurt super bad. I can already answer that question it for will. you. It will. It's going to suck. <laughs> yes. But there's like a level to the suck. It's like, is this going to hurt so bad that I'm not going to want to ride a bicycle for a year? Or is this going to suck where it's like two, three days you're toast and then be okay? Shout out to teammate uh, Sean Martin. Who, who did 10K who recently. Did 10K. On just, one climb. Just on one climb, just uh, two days ago. Right yeah. after his son, Nels. Took the KOM on, on the same climb. Took the KOM on the same climb. I'm really glad Sean didn't go out and try to actually take that back from Nels. I don't think he, ooh, oh God, am I going to call Sean? I don't think Sean could take that back from Nels. No. That was a strong effort from Nels. Was. Like Nels, a really strong the, effort. Here's the thing. He's the he's got the right everything. He does he's, for that climb. He weighs forty eight pounds. <laughs> that climb is like fifty percent. And it's great. all it's all muscle. Yeah. And he's a good cyclist. He is. Rides he, a bike well. He three hundred and sixty watts and he probably weighs let's be honest, he weighs what, about one thirty? Buck thirty, yeah. a buck forty. Right. Yeah. Somewhere in there. One thirty, one and my money would be on Nels and that climb. Just if it was Sean minutes. versus Nels. On the starter line, I'm putting my money on Nels. Oh yeah, I think so. Sean, this is not a call out to you. You're strong as heck, and you and me have climbed together a bunch. But your son is really strong, so I'm uh, gonna put my money on Nels. I, I can't even beat Nels on a climb. Well, yeah, Nels is strong, especially as heck. the short, punchy stuff. He's yeah. got some get up and go, yeah. and I think that Sean on a, anything flat and long. He's yeah, good. if it's if it's like a four percent climb, money's on Sean. Anything. Yeah, Sean's got a lot stronger. I mean, I oh, he's, take that away from he him. is super strong. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that'd be a great. <laughs> little little battle right there. We need to get Sean Father and Nels to race each other, race each other up for us home. That's anyway, a that's a tough cool. little climb. So, mm-hmm. good job. One more thing in the news. Uh, we talked uh, a week or two ago about Chris Froome and how Evan was positive that he would never consider leaving Tim Team Ineos because he is the heart and soul of that team. I thought I said that he would <laughs> no, leave. Just, I think, exactly uh, we just roll the day back. <laughs> he will never leave that team because like, he will as, always as Evan and, was and, and saying and that, that he's like signing the one to leave. <laughs> yeah, right. as, yeah, he's as anyway. Evan signing, he, you know, he's signing he's away. Like, what do you say? What do you say? Dial podcast. Dial All right, let me get this. Let me just All right, Ineos, let's go and sign that extension. What that guy say from the dial podcast? Oh, never mind. CCC. Got over, please. 
Chris Froome has not left Team Ineos, but the rumors yes. were flying this week that he was considering well, it. Is, is it, is it a, uh, the Israeli team is what uh, is rumored? There, correct? There's a there's a couple of rumors. Okay. Movie Star was one of the rumors, Boo. and and oh. the Israeli Startup Academy was another rumor. I'll tell you what, that's what Movie Star needs. Another leader that they don't know well, what the, to do all their leaders are <laughs> gone, All their leaders though. are gone. Oh, that's so true. They, that's they true. actually Donna's could gone. Be, yeah, they have Valverde yep. still, and that's yeah. it. Old. Yeah, that and Israeli I, team. That's where um, Quintana went, isn't it? Quintana oh. did not. He went to no, some um, Axio, oh some other. Oh, like, really? Okay. Small yeah, team. I on. think when this is all over, pro cycling is just going to look different. We're going to be like, who? Who are these teams? It's, who are these? Where is so and so? It's still yeah. a mess. It's, it's going to be a mess, and things yeah. will change in the next six months because some of these teams will not survive this. Right. Protracted. Well, it's going to be interesting. With Arkea Samsic is the yeah. team that Quintana's on now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They're pushing a lot of these Grand Tour races back into the time where transfers can actually start to take place. So I mean, oh yeah, I'm curious to see those contracts aren't going to yeah. change. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, um, and there's some overlap. I think it is definitely a rumor, but I think it's a valid rumor. Obviously, he was quoted in saying something along the lines. I'm, this is not a direct quote, but he said something along the lines of, "I don't know where my future is with Ineos." Yeah. And he said, like, this, you know, 2020, 2021, whatever it was that he said. I mean, it sounded pretty... Like, he was a little heavy. He was yeah, a little bent. Did. He was a little bent over the fact that Bernal so. said that he's not going to support him and that Ineos didn't come out and say anything about that. They're just, like, yeah, probably. sitting over there, like, with arms crossed, looking around, whistling a little bit, saying, oh, we didn't yeah, pretend like we didn't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> so That's yeah. funny. Yeah. So... Well, well and in Froome's defense too, I'd be pretty frustrated if I was him because if you if we remember back to twenty oh, I'm gonna get the year wrong. Somebody correct me on the year twenty fourteen when Wigo won, and Froome attacked him at one point, and he was kind of drugged through the coals there for attacking. Now it was deserved because you're on a climb supporting your leader who's in yellow, and you decide that you're just gonna like bust off the front there, yeah. and not look back for your leader, like you know. But I mean. That's I think his response to that was, I thought he was on my wheel, and he wasn't. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then they look at the video, and they're like, oh, Froome checked his, <laughs> looked he behind looked. him twice. He'd be like, oh, you really didn't see Wiggo? Like, Come on, can, Wiggo. Also, if your job is to be, you should probably be checking if your job yeah, is to face your leader. True. Yeah. But yeah, I think that that's probably a little sour with him. He's like, oh, well, they went to Wiggins' defense so quickly, and now... You know, yeah. a teammate says he's not going to support I think, me, and nobody says. Anything. I think ultimately that they were pretty bullish on Froome, right? I mean, after that tour, yeah. where they were like, he could win, he could easily win, and they right? were like, he's yes. going to be the leader. And then Wiggins, you got to figure out what you want to do. Yeah. And I think he was like, I got to start my own, I'm gonna start my own game. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Our our record. Our, <laughs> screw this climbing thing. I hate climbing anyway. Which he did. Oh, so. Froome's getting old. Hasn't won the tour in three years. Coming off a terrible injury. Bernal just won, and what, in my opinion, was dominating fashion if the tour hadn't been adjusted because yep. of weather. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I think him going to a different team is probably going to be good for him. I yep. am too. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Champ. No more news. Champ Bailey out. Champ Bailey. <laughs> Woo. Champ Bailey is out of the house. All right, let's jump into our topic for today. How do you guys pick the right bike? How do, you, how do we pick the right bike for ourselves? Ask Jake. <laughs> <laughs> that has been a very answer. common question. <laughs> I get this question asked, a lot too. I've been uh, asked this question, I can't tell you how many times in the last month, it's got to be uh, over 20 times people have asked me, help me pick the right bike. What I bike know, should I get? I know four people who have asked you that last week. <laughs> Literally <laughs> last week. I know, I know four people. Actually. I know three people that have asked you that at this table. Yeah. In the last <laughs> hour. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to run through this because, I mean, you know, Evan just bought a new bike. I don't know yep. if he's going to disclose that yet, but mm -hmm. Matt's always looking for a bike. I'm, Lance buys bikes all the time. I think yeah. I'm going to buy another bike today. <laughs> 
So, we get <laughs> so all of us are buying, or yeah. within a month of buying a bike. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't we'll know. See. There's no racist that there's not that, like, there's you got to do it. For it. You no. got to do it now. Yeah. Take your time. Make the right decision. There yeah. are a yeah. lot of people, though, that are getting outside in the riding. There. They're just taking up the sport. So th- there's yeah. kind of a big cross-section. It's like a, a spectrum of people that are getting out there and riding. I mean, you've got a lot of folks that just want to go for a little weekend cruise with the yep. family. Or mm-hmm. you got some people who are like, hey, you know, I've, I've seen all of you guys doing this stuff on this bike and this Strava thing that somebody told me yeah. about. And tell me about this. And I want to go do that, too. Or you got people that are upgrading their race bikes. You got people yep. that are jumping into different disciplines, and it's just a, a myriad of questions. So I just wanted to kind of run through some stuff to, to help maybe point people in the right direction. Have you guys heard that all kids' bikes are sold out everywhere? Yes, they are. Yeah, yeah. it's just quarantine, man. People are like gonna ride their bikes. This yep. is good for us it potentially. Is. It so. is, yeah, yeah. I think it's you know, I mean, the the, the question that I know Jake has heard recently is from people who are just now getting into the sport, whether it's cycling, triathlon, whatever it right. be. I, I think the, the the first thing you have to consider is what bike do you think early on you're going to have the most fun on? Yeah. Don't yeah. get uncomfortable on a bike until you want to go really fast. And that's not kind of like be like, oh, I want to like, you know, go fast and be the best I can. Yeah. Once you really want to start racing, that's when you can get uncomfortable on a bike, yeah. whether that means getting the really aggressive TT bike sure. or the really aggressive road racing bike. Well, well, and even beyond that, where I, like, I think step one is just, well, you kind of said this, like what yeah. bike do you want? Kind of bike do you want? Do you exactly. want a gravel yeah. bike? Do you want, what are you going to have the most fun? Do you want on? a yeah. beach cruiser? Like yeah. step one, do you want a mountain bike. Yes. What yeah. bike do you want? What disciplines? What kind of bike? Yeah, that's gonna, my what, first thing. What are you going to use it for? What yeah. disciplines are most attractive to you? What do you want to do with this bike? And there are a lot of people out there that's that are afraid of cars. They yeah. don't necessarily want to go mountain bike riding, and they wanted to go check out this gravel stuff that they've heard about, and they know that they can use that bike for other things. So that's mm-hmm. why that bike has been so popular. I mean, yeah. I can't like the phone won't stop ringing people asking about the BMC or his gravel bike or the yep. Cannondale Topstone. I mean, those two bikes yep. get a lot of attention. They're great. Probably the second trip. to kids' bikes, like Matt said. Kids' bikes. I'll yeah. probably get yeah. four or five phone calls this week for people looking for a specific bike, mm-hmm. and it's sold out. And that's probably without you doing a ton of marketing. I'm doing zero more. I mean, yeah. look around. How many kids' bikes do you generally see here? Yeah. I mean, we yeah. deal with them. Usually when we're doing the bikes for kids, or yeah. maybe yeah. it's like, super like nice. somebody on our team wants to get a bike for their kid. That's when we deal with them. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I guess that's just because we're a dealer. But, um Figuring out what discipline they want to use it for is probably the first question. Yeah. So the yep. gravel bike is very important um, for a lot of people, but there's a lot of people that just naturally gravitate towards wanting to ride on the road. Yeah. What road bike are you guys going to pick? I th- This is just a biased opinion because this is how I started. I really think starting with an aluminum frame bike for, for a couple reasons, depending on what kind of you know money you're able to throw at this, uh, they're always going to be more affordable. I think they're durable as all get out. I crashed my Alay specialized bicycle. Now, I will not okay. be riding, you know, Alays again, but I crashed that thing uh, more Every times. Day. Like, Every li- day. literally more times <laughs> I could count. You sometimes don't even ride it and you just kick it over. I, I think it just <laughs> fell over at least 20 times yeah. with me on it another 30 times, probably. But that bike sustained all that. Now, not to say that, you know, I'm carbon frames are durable, but like, Right. They spend a lot of money on a carbon frame. You want to make sure that if you're going to go down, I mean, unfortunately, sometimes the you know you can have some issues with so, that. So, so yeah. potentially, like, um, what you know, we talked about, like, what disciplines you're going to use, what kind of bike that would potentially you mm-hmm. know lend itself towards. The material is you know maybe the yeah. next thing. So you're you're saying, hey, aluminum is a good option. People should consider yeah. that because then if you if you love the sport, then after that, and you're like, sure. I want to road race now, sure. you can upgrade from that. 
Right. So sure. so yeah. it's it's that good first step into the sport of we'll just say road right. racing. And I think general. if you pick yeah. if you pick steel, which is a valid option, yeah. then it does change the brands of bikes that you're going to look at. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think yeah. the material that you choose is something to consider as one of the talking points. Yeah, for sure. I, the next filter that I always go to is like, what's your budget? Yep. yep. Let's yep. get you the best mm-hmm. bike we can for the budget. Yeah. If I have the, the option of putting somebody on like a 25 pound um, alloy bike versus mm-hmm. if they can spend a few extra bucks and maybe go down to like a 20 pound entry level carbon fiber bike, mm-hmm. I'm going to want to put them on the bike that's five pounds lighter. That yep. makes a big difference, and Evan should know that. I mean, I you know, just you just picked up a brand new road bike, and let's talk about the difference between your road bike oh, and your big. your current road bike. Yeah, I mean the 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 ALR from BMC is what Jake. I think I think I weighed it myself at like twenty two and a half. I think is roughly yeah. what it is, um, which is you know I mean c- compared to if you're somebody who's coming from a cruiser, that's a very light bike. Yeah. That bike's a, it's a tank. It's built to yeah. be like sturdy. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's going to be a good commuter bike it's going to be a good endurance bike and exactly. it's, it's inexpensive to yeah. get into comfortable so. smooth ride too. Yeah. the, the alr is a very smooth ride i like it but if i'm trying to get said koms back from people who put out ridiculous amounts of watts like mike ivan and tonk then i'm gonna need to go lighter so oh we're coming for your koms too oh are you because <laughs> yep. because that's the last time I'm, I'm going for koms on an aluminum bike i can promise you so you're gonna <laughs> so um, uh, Jake and uh, I'll say Jake and I decided on it because it really was mostly from like <laughs> me asking Jake about 400 million questions. But uh, uh, BMC also in this line. So when we're talking about going down in materials, you're going to the carbon options with, with BMC, which get significantly lighter. Yep. So you're talking about going. So uh, the the bike I'm getting is the SLR01. Mm-hmm. That that bike. Now there's things that add to it. There's components. Yep. There's wheels. But when you're talking about just the, you know, the, your, your typical build on these bikes, you're going down to about 16 and a half pounds. You're going under 17. You're going to be closer to 16. Yeah. 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 So, so, so we'll just round and say 16. You're, yeah. you're dropping over six pounds off the, the yeah. weight of your bike. So that's going to be a pretty significant difference. And that for yeah. a lot of other people, that's going to be a pretty big difference too, especially mm-hmm. if they're not trained athletes, but they want to get into this road. Now you don't want to oversell them, give them too much bike. I mean, it's, yep. it's like if, if they're going to go out and it's casually like ride like yeah. you know a couple times a month you don't need to set them up with a five or six or seven thousand dollar road bike you yeah know, you can definitely get into something that's a lot less than that but mm-hmm. yeah um, i budget i again i think that that's like the next logical step yeah um for talking to people about what it is that they want to get into yeah. i think um somewhere very high up on the list of you know things to look into when you're uh picking out a bike would be the geometry and the fit yep yep which i would you know somewhere really close to price as far as like um importance goes uh i think that there are certain i mean because if you know roughly where your fit is it will exclude you know 80 percent of the bikes on the market right yep. like you know like okay well you know this bike and this bike and this bike are going to be your choices and then sometimes you can mm-hmm. say well budget wise this one's a better option for me um it doesn't have to be that way it could be like you could do budget first and then be like but it still needs to fit you otherwise you're gonna be uncomfortable on your bike Yep. you know, and or the fit's just not going to work for yeah. you. And it's, you know, I'm thinking um, triathlon bikes in particular, right? Where it's like if you if you don't have the you know reach or the stack height correct, it's just not going to work for you. You're yeah. never going to be comfortable on your bike, so uh, yeah. it could be really bad. I yeah. think I think like rider experience goes into that too when you're talking about the type of fit. So that's when like the the, the more aggressive, the faster road bikes. Like yes, you can adjust the fit to where they're going to be slightly more comfortable on it, but like 
naturally riding a gravel bike is going to be more comfortable of a right. ride than riding a cross bike like no. we've talked about yeah. here. Yeah. So if you're not planning on racing cross, you would want to choose the gravel bike. If you're you know choosing between, oh, I want an off-road bike, but I don't want a mountain bike, it's like, okay, well, what are your goals? If your goal is to go fast and do well in cross races, get the cross bike. If you want to just ride and maybe do a cross race, that's when you look at the gravel bike. Yeah. yeah. I think it's the same thing when you, when you look at like carbon versus aluminum is like, I mean, some of these, especially like, you know, the, the SLR's geometry is an aggressive bike. Um, the, what's another good example? Like if you're looking at, you know, Trex, um, aero road bike, they're just different geometry. The Madone, bikes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Those yeah. are all aggressive geometry. Yeah. Most bike companies have like their, their aggressive, more aggressive, uh, race bike, and then mm. they'll have more of an endurance bike. So mm. th- those are like the two primary things that you're going to look at. Like endurance might be synonymous with something like a Roubaix, like that right. specialized yeah. Roubaix. Um, so basically what you're looking at there is a bike that's generally going to have a taller head tube, meaning mm-hmm. it's going to naturally put the bars up a little bit higher, which naturally puts your body up a little bit higher, which naturally means that you're going to grab a little bit more wind. Your CDA increases. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, that might be a really good bike for people, though. Some people will mm-hmm. see that bike and say, hey, you know what? That bike looks slick, looks comfortable. I can go out there and ride it for an hour to three or four, and it's Mm going to work great. Um, Another little thing that I generally like to ask people, too, is like, do you have any injuries? Do you have any issues that are going to keep you? Hamstring flexibility, right? Or lower back. Yep, neck and shoulder issues. How many times have you gotten hit by a car when you're out (laughs) in (laughs) Washougal? How many times have you been a dentist for 20 years? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I'm ruined. Yeah. Well, another thing, too, when you start looking at a lot of the more endurance bikes, we'll say like the the, the road machine from Mm -hmm. BMC because we have that. When you look at those bikes, when they come in and you start sizing them up side by side, those are going to be probably a little bit more adapted to being a good rain bike they are going to probably have yep. like grommets on there to put some fenders on there versus right. like a, a like a race bike isn't going to have that on there yeah, they're, the they're team, all about the like machine probably aerodynamics yeah. and, and decreasing weight so you're having to get into um fenders that you can strap on like a skg i think is is that the company i don't know they make a really good um the race blade or something like that fender i oh i know what you're talking about the one that just anyway, sits off the back seat yeah, yeah. a lot of our teammates oh. use those and they that's work. the ass saver yeah, the ass saver. Not, exactly. That's a different, you're talking about, yeah, those are two different things, but go ahead. Uh, but they're going to have other little things, too, that you might find on there if you want to do some touring. Uh, that, that's becoming kind of a popular thing yeah. where you can go ride for multiple days and maybe yeah. you want to have a place where you can mount something on there, like a, an extra bag or yeah, backpack or whatever. So those are other little things that you need to take into, concert, into consideration for what you're going to use it for. And then I also like to ask people, sorry if I'm just rambling on no. here, like how competitive are you? Because yeah. I like I don't want to get somebody on there on a bike that's going to be like, hey, this is great. Then get them like going like on Strava, and like all of a sudden they're like, well, crap, <laughs> my bike's too heavy. I'm yeah. too upright. I'm not going to be able to chase these segments. And maybe if I want to get into racing, I'm going to have to sell this bike and buy something else. Um, it'd be kind of nice just to get them what they need in the beginning. And a lot of the race bikes mm-hmm. have a pretty, we'll call it non-aggressive position. I mean, you've got like a stack height that's relatively high. And a lot of bikes, I look at them when they first come in, I'm like, ah, that's a race bike. You know, it doesn't even look like it because the stack is so high. We've got to cut the steer tube down quite a bit to drop the front end down. And you got to get things kind of like dialed in or, um, you know, people want to change the stem lengths to kind of be a little bit further out. There's a lot of little things on these bikes that make them more compliant when you first get them as opposed to what you're going to end up doing to them once you're Mm -hmm. getting them race ready. So Exactly. Yeah. So Yeah. But, yeah. I think I think there, there there's also when when you're looking at Jake like like, so like how competitive you are is that this is where this kind of segues into the the toughest question with this Matt and I think you'd agree is in the triathlon world because in 
in the in the road bike racing world, we're talking about aluminum versus carbon. Uh, cross world, it's a little bit easier conversation between your gravel bike and your cross bike on really what your goals are. But in the triathlon world, you do get a lot of people, I think, that get into triathlon and right away want to be fast at the sport. Whether yeah. they came from a running background sure. like yourself or they came actually from a cycling background. Right. And now they're like, do I need to buy the super expensive triathlon bike right now? Right. I like my answer and I almost want somebody to play devil's advocate here. Sure. Is I can do that. Get in on a road job. bike first. I, I, I mean, especially if you have not raced a triathlon before, don't be the person that jumps in right away and buys that, Gosh, you know, four or five, $6,000. It's going to be hard bike. to argue against that, but I yeah. will say that you can, there's someone from GCN is doing this like little bike build, mm-hmm. ultra cheap Cervelo P2 build with a homemade disc wheel like oh you can do a homemade disc alan plank did an awesome homemade and here's the thing is it's like you look at that and it's going to be what like 95 percent competitive with any bike out there on the market and it's probably i'm guessing well under two grand well under well p2 yeah if you're buying a p2 used p2 with a homemade disc wheel which basically costs nothing (laughs) yeah you could and it's pretty competitive right yeah and i mean it's not going to be a super bike but it's Mm -hmm. not that far off and yeah that p2 that he has is 10 years old probably yeah. actually he has a i think it's an aluminum one mm-hmm. um because they used to make the the p2 in an aluminum so it yeah. may be even older than 10 years maybe yeah. 15 years old so i think i think my my only suggestion is just because if you're somebody who does not have a riding experience now if you have a riding sure. experience and you're like i, I, I want to get a triathlon bike to be fast out there then yeah go for it like get, get yourself into that aero position and, and there are people that don't ride in groups ever like i'm thinking about my older brother right he, yeah. he races triathlon what would you he, talk? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, if you could go back in time when your brother first started triathlon, what would you be well, your suggestion? Well, he, he he made some dumb decisions. He's probably listening to this, but and I told him <laughs> he bought like a so he bought a nine speed bike new from a, a store, and I was like, you should get a ten speed bike because it's just gonna be more compatible with different wheels, and you're gonna want to change stuff. Anyway, so he did nine speed, and I thought that was a, a tough decision, but whatever. I feel like that's fine. He got a road bike, which I think is fine. I actually think a road bike makes a lot of sense. Um, but I, I think ultimately he'll want something, you know, maybe the next step could be like an affordable TT bike because he does not ride with anyone. He won't, he won't ride with anyone. He rides by himself. And the only stuff he does is, you know, he wants to know, you know, how fast he's going miles per hour wise on his training rides and, um, race wise, you know, those are those, those are TT race type situations because it's a triathlon race. So I don't know. Yeah. He might be one of those people that could potentially go that route. That's my argument. Yeah. It's could a tough argument to way. make almost almost everyone should do road bike because it's such a more versatile yeah. you know, machine. And, and, you can it, ride with and it comes down to Jake's yeah. question yeah. of how, how competitive are you? Yeah. But that question has to also be how experienced are you riding bicycles? Because yeah. what I think triathlon does get a bad name for bike handling. And I think the reason we get a bad name for bike handling outside the fact that we do not like to join group rides frequently. Is it because we're horrible bike handlers? That could be it. <laughs> but it's time for yeah. bikes so, don't handle. Well, and it's, and it's also, if you buy that triathlon bike and it's your only bike, guess what you don't get to do a lot of? Yeah. Group riding. No. Because it's not some prejudice thing against triathletes. It's, it's dangerous if you're in a group ride on a triathlon bike. Yeah. Unless you are with other triathletes, and I've seen triathlon group rides, you should come ride with my triathlon group. And they're sometime. fun. I mean, it's kind of fun. you're like eight feet apart from each. other. It's like you're not even group riding. It's like you're solo TTing, kind of close to each other. <laughs> it it's makes like, sense. But that doesn't improve. TT bikes. But it does not improve your bike handling. Is what I'm saying. So yeah, but if, if you could get the road bike, go on group rides, yeah. get become a more experienced cyclist. 
Then once you become that more experienced cyclist and you're safe handling the bike, right. that's when you get yourself into that TT position. I think I yeah. think your point is really valid, and that would be a TT bike makes a lot of sense for like a second bike if you're time. Yes, you know, if you're exactly. And it's, even and even it's, within a year or two, if you're really feeling confident sure. and you're like, I want to go fast, then do it. Having yeah. two bikes is good. It is. Here's something that and I've heard having three bikes before. is better. And then if I think back to into time, I, I probably even thought this at one point in time before I knew any better. How many people do you know? say that they want a TT bike over a road bike because they think it looks more comfortable because you can rest your arms on it. I've heard people say that. I've heard that. Well, I'm I, also to inform people that is not the case. <laughs> that is. No. I've told this story on this podcast before, but I'm very comfortable on a TT bike. You are. Because but you I ride have, it. You've done a lot of work training yourself into that position. Yeah, but I, I think there's some truth to being able to move your arms in different positions, especially yeah, for those long, long, and I'm thinking 100-mile rides. Um and up until training camp two years ago, I had never done a hundred miler on a road bike, only TT bikes. And I had done quite a few of them on TT bikes. Again, I'm training for Ironman racing events, yeah. but I had never done something on a road bike. And to be honest, I, I still may lean towards like using a TT bike if I was to go out for a oh hundred miler. I love road bike centuries over TT oh, bike yeah. centuries. Yeah, anytime. all of you guys would. I would expect everyone, yeah. you know, uh-huh. that I'm, but if you're training for certain things, you know, yeah. they're going to be on TT bikes and that's how you've been training, then you might be more comfortable using what you've been training with. Yep. So, Do you guys remember the very first time you rode a TT bike and what your your thought was or yeah. like your takeaway was on that bike? That's a good... I, ooh, what was my first ride on a TT bike? Well, I'd have to really go, think Did back. you go from road bike to clip-on aero bars? Because uh, no. that helps the transition no. phase for uh, sure. yeah, You know, I probably... Because I had already been bike racing by the time that I got okay. my TT bike. So I had already had a season of Cat 4-5 racing underneath. Two seasons, actually, underneath three Ooh, it may have been three years in yeah. before i even got a tt bike so i think if i'd gotten it earlier i'd probably remember it more because it would have been more terrifying yeah. I, I clearly remember uh getting on a i i started on a borrowed road bike with clip-on aero bars for a triathlon yeah, yeah. and then i bought a 700 dollars time trial bike from craigslist yeah nice like a three-year-old craigslist buy or something did you like keep that. both bikes uh, the other one was borrowed. I gave. Oh, okay. I had to so give you're, it back. you're the <laughs> you one. back. Yeah. You're the first. Your TT bike was the so, first bike. Yeah. So I bought a TT bike. So you're kind yeah. of you're kind of a triathlete. <laughs> right? Yeah. No, no. Yeah. So you're kind of the exact remember, person I'm talking about. <laughs> I remember getting on and riding that thing, thinking, Holy "Oh my shit. gosh, it's so fast!" And yeah. then, "Oh my gosh, I almost crashed." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because it's just it doesn't handle the same. The, the geometry is just different because you have to you have to plan for that. You have to yeah, you plan do. the corners a little bit better. But uh, yeah, most, I I think I I biked for years before I ever bought a new bike. I was always searching for Craigslist and buying sure. yeah. stuff off of Craigslist. Well, that kind of jumps into my next point here: is buying new versus used. For somebody that's getting into the sport, or somebody that's maybe trying to stretch a budget. Going used isn't always a bad thing, but there are there caveats to that. You don't want to buy somebody else's problem. So working with somebody that can help you navigate those waters and to make sure that you're, again, not buying something that somebody's put in a ditch a few times, Mm -hmm. you don't want to go down that route. Yeah. So. I, um, I just had this conversation last week with somebody and they were showing me some pictures and some of them are grainy pictures. Yeah. That would be for me. The first thing is like, if somebody puts one picture of the bike up and it's a really grainy picture pass yeah. like right away, unless well, you can really look at it. The other thing is, you know, a lot of nerdy triathletes or nerdy cyclists love to go look at bikes and check them out because it is kind of fun to check out whatever it is. Oh, and yeah. so if you can make a friend 
you know, if you're all, if you're new to this stuff, try to, um, you know, join a triathlon club is usually what I tell people to do. Yes. Uh, and that way, if you can find that one person, Hey, do you mind, I'm, I'm going to go look at this used bike or whatever. Do you mind coming with me? Yeah. yeah. Cause they'll look yeah. for cracks in the carbon and stuff like that. that exactly. You really do not like, like you said, you don't want someone else's problems. Yeah. Uh, and so that's stuff and they'll look at the component set and they'll say, Hey, this is a nine speed. And you, you know, at this point in time, there's yeah. 11 and 12 speeds right now. I think it's, I don't think this, do you want to know if it's speed. not disc brake and all that? And Maybe. I know that, you know, I mean, yeah. people still look for non disc brake, sure. but yeah, if you're yeah. somebody who's like, Oh, I want to upgrade this bike in the future right. it'd be like, well, then you're probably going to need to buy disc. Yeah. yeah. You want to make sure you have wheels that can adapt. So to I think it's just valuable to make friends, even if you have to like buy that person a beer, whatever, it'll be worth it in the yeah. long run. Yeah. So. Just life in general, too. Like, making friends is good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Have you guys... It works. Well, Lance already answered this question for himself, but have you guys ever purchased a used bike or a secondhand bike? Absolutely. Um. Yes. Yes, I have. What'd you buy? Uh, the Crux from Bob. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so you kind of knew... Deal. Yeah. You knew the, the oh, ownership. Yeah. Bob's awesome. Yeah. Just Bob's bike. I would have. I would have. I would have. Bob would have told me like, "Hey, you want this bike for this amount?" I wouldn't need to look at. It. I'd be like, "Bob's gonna keep good care of it." I know. Yeah, perfect. I've had a lot of bikes in my day, and I I thought about that when I was writing some notes down before the show. I'm like, I've never bought a used a bike. used bike before. I've always purchased new bikes, but yeah. then again, I've always kind of had a connection to somewhere where yeah. it made sense because if mm-hmm. I can get a, a new bike for the same price that you would get a used bike for, then why not? Mm-hmm. But I think that that's a great way to go. There are a lot of shops that do um, consignment programs where you can get yep. a bike and there's some peace of mind there. Um, I mean, we I do a consignment program here at a dialed and the bike gets completely gone through. I mean, we take a look at every last little piece. It's like a 40 point inspection list. Mm-hmm. And if there are things that are wrong with the bike, we either call them out for the owner to fix them sure. or we disclose them to the, to the buyer. And I do a three month service warranty on it to make sure that the bike stays you know in good shape so that people are happy with it mm-hmm. and of all the bikes that i've helped people with i've never had issues with them and it's kind of nice and there are people that bring bikes and i'm like hey i i don't want to sell this because you know if you look down here see these cracks by your bottom bracket yeah you need to you know take this somewhere yeah. else or go yeah. to ruckus or something like that yeah. ruckus composites here in portland is pretty awesome by the way but anyhow um i, I think that secondhand if you are working with the right people what matt explained is a fantastic way i want to sell my specialized bike it's a you great. Do? It's a great bike. I, I, was, I really want to give it to my brother, my older brother, because it's a nice bike. Not after hearing this, he's not gonna buy that from you. He's gonna <laughs> be like, "Screw that, Matt guy." I know, right? He's <laughs> talking trash sure. about me all over this podcast. I'm not buying that bike from him. But <laughs> I think it. You know, it's nice. It's 11 speed bike. It's perfect condition. It's. You know, I think it's just the size. It'd be, it'd be nice. If it's just a little bit bigger. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Over the I last, bet, I bet we got some juniors that would want to buy that off you. Yeah, it's a good mm-hmm. bike. Over the last uh, 15 years, I've bought between me and my wife, I've probably bought you bought a lot of bikes. 20 bikes at least. Over the last 15 years and only How many of those do you still have? All of them. 8 9 he's, 10 11. That's the stuff that he's talking about. He has in his car 11. right now. Okay. Between so me and my wife. About a 50 50. Yeah. yeah. No, it's not bad. I thought all. you had more than that. But no. but out of all those bikes, only 4 of them are used have been new. Oh, oh okay. I've been new. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Most so that's of more them, recently. Which ones? None of none of the triathlon bikes were new, well, right? I, I can count one, your bikes for you. I bought one new triathlon what was bike. It? it was a Quintana Roo. Oh, okay. Did you like that bike? You bought it a was, QR new. I did. New. It was uh, titanium. Oh. Titanium? Yeah. QR was, was a titanium? They, they, they did back in They did? I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. They have some interesting bikes. <laughs> I wasn't even in the sport yet <laughs> no. at that time. I think I'm... <laughs> yeah, so I bought that new. Um, but yeah, my my last two road frames I bought were new. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cyclocross bike. 
Yep. New. What's and your, I bought a cyclocross bike. New. Gravel bike. So what's your favorite? When one gravel what's bike. What's your race new. road frame? I don't know. Is it's it, the team machine. That's what I thought. It's the SLR01, SLR01, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. That, yeah. That's what I thought. Because I was thinking about it. I was like, I'm pretty sure machine. Lance has this, but I wasn't positive if you did And I've had the 2019 and the 2020. Which one's better? Well, they're the same. 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 The same. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> I had the 2020 because I broke the 2019. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess your Very mountain bike was technically used. It was like, used. Like, what, three oh, times? Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was Jake's <laughs> bike, true. and I bought it from him, yeah. And, like, most of my cross bikes for the last five years they were all used i bought them all used except for i bought a new one at the at right almost at the end of the season this last yeah, year giant yeah but yeah i've mostly i've almost always bought brandy's road bike bought it used brandy's yeah. cross gravel bike i bought it used yeah yeah so there are a lot of people buying bikes right now and i think come next spring there's probably gonna be a lot of people once you know, we don't have COVID stuff going on that maybe you thought, eh, I'm not going to ever ride this bike. I got this thing new. I'm going to sell it. So there'll probably oh. be a bunch of bikes that are going to be gems um, that'll come on the market because so many people are buying bikes. I hope they don't. I hope they stick to it. But um, that generally happens when there's a, a, a peak. There's always the people that go out and ride it less than a handful of times. Yeah. Sits in the garage, collects a little bit of dust, becomes a nice little garage ornament, as I like to call them. Yeah. And then they're like, eh, you know what? I'm going to sell this thing. It's taking up space, and I, it never really you know, took like, with me. So dang. you can find some good deals out there. For I need to be selling right now, don't so I? That's the thing about treadmills, too, as we were always joking. Treadmills. I know. There was a yeah. Woodway for sale in Camas, and I was like, ooh. I oh, yeah. Treadmill. Treadmills and bikes do seem to be that purchase that I, you know, if you're a really savvy buyer right now, you can get wait one year right now. Yeah. yeah. Everybody just bought bikes. Yep. You know. Everyone bought treadmills. Everyone I, bought. I yeah. am slightly more pessimistic with human activity levels. <laughs> we have a it's lot like, of lazy people over this like next year looking year's, to sell the that. the New Year's gym rush exactly. where I'm like, ah. Could you find, imagine find if locker, you could sell you? <laughs> used gym memberships? You could just like pass that on to somebody. How? Like, February 1st. Littered over Craigslist. Yeah. <laughs> I know. All right. Let's get back on topic here. So picking out a new bike. Let's just kind of give some basics wait we, we there's still way more things to consider when buying new bikes okay well throw some at us then have you guys we haven't even discussed how a bike looks i honestly yeah. like this is something that i think everyone kind of scoffs at oh it doesn't matter how you know it doesn't the color <laughs> the color scheme doesn't matter i'm not gonna ride that red bike <laughs> like, whatever <laughs> right and so i think it's baloney if we don't say hey like the way that the bike looks and whatever you know way it looks with the with the particular race kit that you might happen to be yeah. using. Like, I yep. think it's, I think it's something that all of us consider, even if we don't admit to considering it. Yeah, absolutely. How many times do you guys walk out in your garage and just stare at the new bike sitting out there? You're like, like, Oh, that's a beautiful bike. Yeah. I don't want to like, go back inside the house or maybe I'll take this inside the house with me. <laughs> sure. The, the color combo on the SLR one coming in is so cool. It's good looking. Yeah. Oh, I mean, the, I think the, that BMC the, like, black, is, gray and gold. Yeah. This <sighs> BMC that I'm staring at here, it's a TT bike and it's oh, yeah. blacked out. And I'm like, oh, Matt that's black. a good it's looking incredible. bike. It is. It's a good looking bike. It inspires you. That's for sure. Yeah. And you don't want to look at it and say, eh, I'm not inspired to ride this right. thing. Yeah. Do, you, do you know what I'm going to say is like a bat, like look at this, this Cannondale, I believe the, the like darker green, not the cool Cannondale green color. There's like a darker green, a right? Forest there. green. Yeah. Don't like it. I yeah. look at that and I'd be like, yeah. no, I don't. Cool. Uh, yeah. But I look at this this BMC over here, this matte black. That's cool. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm a matte black guy. I just yeah. think it's. I like it. Sleek. I like the look of it. Uh, Would the, you like, ever ride like a the main color being white like you're my, specialized? Yeah, again? I don't love that. Yeah. I mean, that's my one of, one of my least favorite things about that bike. It was just the it was so combo. comfortable. At the bikes that I was looking at, at the time, I was like, this is you know the most com comfortable slash. It was on super discounted price. It had 
good components. It was just like, this makes sense, even though I don't love the color. And I've regretted that decision. <laughs> <laughs> that you didn't love the color. You know I what, think. though? A lot of times that's what you run into. Because like, just use again BMC, for instance. So if you want to go and buy a bike based on how it's spec'd, mm-hmm. you, you don't have right. multiple frame options. You're it's like that's color. the color you get yep. with yep. that particular group set and that wheel set. You don't have another choice. What's right. the reason for that in the bike industry that we've never well, well with creative color options? The, well, so so they do. So a lot of bike companies have um, paint companies that they work with, like yeah. Quantaroo, which we mentioned now has custom paint on a lot of their stuff, and they do it all in Atlanta. That's cool, I think. And then Te- Trek has their color thing. You can design your own bike and have it customized, but all that stuff costs mm-hmm. extra for the most gotcha. part. BMC, on the other hand, you know, you buy a particular. Uh, bike with a comp- particular um, component set, and then you get a specific color yeah. correct set for that. Yeah. And I think I'll, some of it has to do with um, this particular carbon layup is used on certain of their high-end yeah. bikes. But I don't know if that is why the colors are a certain way, or if they just do different colors to distinguish different or products. maybe BMC just thought so. we should spend more money on making sure people can put pressure to the handlebars, while Trek was like, we oh. could make the handlebars stronger. <laughs> we could, but we're not going to. <laughs> but we got to have people paint their bikes that are coming that we want. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I think it just comes down to a cost thing. If you, yeah. If you're only yep. going to buy so many bikes, you don't want to have them on all different kinds of color mixes. And what Makes if sense. a p- color doesn't pop or one of them really one doesn't yeah. sell at all? Right. Yeah. Just keep yep. it simple that way. But they do give you the option. If you don't find a bike that's built the way that you want it, you can buy just the frame module. So mm-hmm. you, you're going to get Which basically nice. the frame, the fork, the bars, the stem, the seat post. Gotcha. And then you have, when you do that, you've probably got about five different options that you can choose from, but then you've got to go out and you've got to spec everything else, which is actually kind of fun. Like you get to pick the wheel set that you want. So you get to have the exact one that you want. You put the drivetrain on there that you want and find a saddle that works best for you, put it all together and you get yourself a fancy new bike. I think different colored chains should become more of a thing. There are different colored chains out there, but like that's never been something that's like really. There's a gold chain out there. I don't know if they make them for the access stuff yet. The ice chains. Have you guys seen the ice chains? No. No. Ice ice chains are like almost white. It's like looks white. Oh, cool. They're really cool. They're big <laughs> in the TT world. They're, they're really big. They would them. last like two rides. That's I, I'm pretty sure that's <laughs> about how long it lasts. If it's, if it's, yeah, if it's hot out, the ice chains don't do well. That's <laughs> a dad joke. So would you, would you completely pass on a bike just because of the color? Yes. I would now, I think. You would? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, ha- I literally haven't in the past, and I think now I would. Yeah. Because there's a ton of bikes out there. There's, there's a ton of bikes. There's a ton of colors. I don't... I think, you know, if there was some bike and it was like, eh, I, you know, I love this bike. I love everything about it except for the color. Then I, I would be like, you know what? I can, I can afford to wait at this point in my life. Yeah. So the first BMC that I got, the BMC yeah. team machine SLR one was red. Yeah. We have an orange kit. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. When I first looked at it, I'm like, oh, I don't really want red, but that it had the build that I want. I'm like, oh, I'll just ride right. it. And it grew on me. And mm-hmm. I actually, I, I really did like the red frame. It just didn't go great with orange. But when I go back and look at some of the race pictures, it's kind of neat because it sticks out in the crowd. Yep. yep. And it didn't look terrible with the orange. It wasn't perfect, but yeah. it, it kind of worked. It kind of grew on me. And after I rode that bike the first time, after I felt how well it performed, that bike, I was color like, didn't uh, I don't care what color this thing <laughs> yeah. is. It could be pink with purple polka dots. I'm going to love this bike. I that got, would be a cool bike, though. I got so lucky with my first bike that the Alley that year was a blue. It yeah. was like a, yeah. a darker blue. And that was, so the team I rode on in Ohio was Jasalo Cycling. Yeah. Blue-white. There you go. It was per, like, 
kit not on purpose by any means. <laughs> it was the it was it was the most affordable aluminum bike that we were looking at at that time, and it just somehow perfectly matched yeah. up with the team I joined. Or here's another option: we've got a teammate. His name's Mike Hansen. Lens knows Mike. Yep. He lives down in the valley. But um, he is the more I get to know him, the more like this guy knows everything and he knows how to do everything. He's such a, a skilled, crafty, talented guy. He's been painting cars since he was a little kid. And we're not talking about like just like your was it Les Schwab or who does Earl Scheib or whoever does these cheap paint jobs. Like he's doing like custom hot rods. And you look at these pictures, you're like, Oh my god, you painted that? And he's like, Yeah been doing this forever well he got himself a team machine no a time machine road bike and it was the i think it was the ultegra build if i'm not mistaken so it was kind of like this whitish grayish kind of color he's like yeah i liked it but it was like kind of hard to to keep clean it's like the dirt didn't come yeah. off it the, way, the way that i wanted to he tore his bike completely down he went and got the paint he painted this thing and he used like his own decals he made his own like um he spray painted on the, the decal. So like oh, long story wow. short, it's now the, the, the stealth black and that's awesome. No joke. It looks as good, if not better than what BMC would send you from the factory. I was like, yeah, Mike, you painted that. He's like, yeah. Cause he brought it in. Cause I'd make some adjustments for him. I'm like, you're kidding me. You painted this. He's like, yeah. I'm like, this is phenomenal. I mean, like you yeah. could do this as like a career and like, this is like just a hobby of his. I mean, the guy does everything, but it's just I would one pay of those someone, other things. I'd totally pay for something cool. I like would a for cool sure custom pay him to something. Do that. Yeah. And absolutely. honestly, like then I would get rid of the brand name. Like I don't need, you know, like I don't yeah. need specialized written across the side. Matt Legrand on the down tube. I don't know <laughs> oh about gosh, that. Do it. Do it. Ladies <laughs> and gentlemen of the internet. If it's going to be that, do. it's going to be the other Matt Legrand. The other yes. Guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, support that guy, man. So Just kind of have like his little. You do have that option. There, there are a lot of people out there that will paint frames. Um, if you're local and, you're, and you know Mike, maybe you can give him a shout. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. good stuff. So cool. But um, really just I think going back to this thing, circling back is really got to figure out what it is that you want to do for the bike and then just work with somebody, go work with a shop to help you kind of yep. get pointed in the right direction. Talk to some people like Matt and Evan and Lance who've had a, a million bikes and worked with a bunch of people and kind of know what to look for. If you're going to buy a used bike, it might not be a bad idea to get the seller to meet you at a bike shop just to have them do like a once over on the bike. Cause you don't want to buy a bike that's got, you know, damage or issues or things that are going to be uh, mm -hmm. needing love and care down the road because these things can start to add up bikes are not yeah. cheap i mean they've got bikes out there now that are yeah. well north of twelve thousand dollars that's a lot of money for a bike yep. you don't want to buy somebody else's problem so no. i think your probably your most common bike is going to be your roubaix style bike your endurance bike if you will like a bmc road machine or a specialized um, roubaix or you know was it what's cannondale's is that the it's not the, the slice, Evo or the something. Slice is the TD. No. Um, anyway, there's yeah. there's just those bikes out there that are going to be comfortable, that are going to be good for commuting, commuting, good for going out on a family ride. That's probably going to be your best all-around bike. But if you have any kind of uh, competition in your blood and you want to maybe go out there and sometime play Strava or go join a bike race or do something along those lines, I think getting into a race bike sooner at first is probably not a necessarily a bad idea because yeah. you can make those bikes yeah. fit pretty well. What do you guys think? Yep. Anything I else agree. out there? No, that's any that's little good. petty things that we need to look at. <laughs> oh, here's yep. another one. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. There's a, a lot of companies that are now making bikes that are quote unquote women's bikes. What do you guys know about the difference between a women's bike between a, their bike and a, a, a like a we'll call it a, a gender neutral or sure. I wonder bike. if the I don't know that much about it. I would wonder if the geometry is slightly different, but I think that the um, 
for sure some of the paint schemes that they use are different and i think they look cool like the i'm thinking of the live brand that's like a giant yep. live is the one i think most and people they think of, they yeah. are i think are very popular i think they're doing well because i've seen a lot of those bikes out and about that doesn't necessarily mean that the company's doing well with that particular brand but that's the way it appears to me and i think that they look cool and i think a lot of women yeah. prefer the style so for a lot of women out there who might be thinking about getting a bike, you don't necessarily need to get a quote unquote woman's bike. Um, right. It's not man's bike and woman's bike. It's yeah. not like one's built for the other, but there are little nuances that generally you need to take a look at when you're looking at a woman's bike versus a men's bike. Um, they will come with usually a little bit narrow of a handlebar, which is good because they're not gonna be quite as broad as the guys. Um, they're gonna come with a different saddle because we're shaped differently down in that region. Yep. Um, yep. And then the geometry really isn't that, far off it's usually just those two touch yeah. points that are going to be different now sometimes in the top tube and, and generally the women are going to be a little bit shorter so they're going to need a little bit smaller bike so mm -hmm. the smaller bikes are still going to have a sloped down tube a little bit but that's not always the case yeah. but they might have a little bit what it seems like a, a down tube that's a little bit um sloped more for them to get on and off a little bit easier a lot of times, though, that's going to happen anyway if you're going to get into a smaller yeah. frame bike. So Specialized does women-specific bikes too, right? I believe so. I think they do. Yeah. Cannondale does. I know. Cannondale that, does? Yeah. Okay. And uh, Giant is Liv. Yeah. Um, so yeah. there's a bunch of them out there that make that. And they make some um, color paint schemes like you guys mentioned that, that women tend to dig on. Uh, so, yeah. 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 yeah, I think it's cool. There's not a huge difference, though, other than that. So right. if you're a woman and you like a bike that's going to be a quote-unquote men's bike, it's not necessarily a men's bike. It's kind of a unisex bike. Yeah. Um, you can definitely go that route. And it's really just the saddle and the bars that are easily changed. Right. How yeah. We we should, yeah, we should describe it as up until now, almost everyone has always worn, you know, they've just been unisex bikes. This is a very new thing, yeah. this women-specific thing, and it's largely I, marketing. Yeah. I would say, yep. yeah, because really, to, to me, the three most important things, just from like even a bike-fitting point of view, is the saddle is going to be a little bit different. I don't think as significantly different as people think it is, because I know a lot of women who put in a ton of miles on bikes, and their quote-unquote women-specific saddles they thought were incredibly uncomfortable yeah. and they yeah. would get onto like the power saddle, for instance, from specialized. Yeah. And which you could argue was a unisex marketed oh, saddle. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And they loved them. And yeah. it's not that there's, you know, I think it's that. And like Jake mentioned, the handlebars generally, just because women are generally, generally, there's going to be a population of women who probably want that wider, you know, handlebar set, but a little bit more narrow. And I would argue also maybe looking at crank length just because men are generally taller so we can get onto maybe a smaller frame and still have yeah. that 172 five yeah. crank length maybe uh, if you're a woman with a you know shorter uh, inseam than a man you would want to look at maybe the same bike frame but maybe going down to a 165 crank or something like that yeah, possibly would be the only three things i say would be major difference yep cool anything else on that one um or i've got other things that we should consider as far as bike purchases throw it out there maintenance yep you know um, yeah. uh, you oh know God, it's yeah. you get these so this is you come is this what's most important is triathlon talk and yeah. triathlon <laughs> we bikes were just talking about this before triathlon God. bikes are built in a certain way where they are designed to be aerodynamic they are not designed to be, to be mechanically easy to work on, friendly yeah. <laughs> no they are a pain in the they, to work on yeah the yeah. designers yes. they hate mechanics uh <laughs> the so front brakes for just all triathlon bikes now are I mean, they're, I, so I remember my old shiv, I, I used to have to take off the bottom bracket to work on the rear yep. brake. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you just so, want to make one small adjustment. You're like, all right, this is going to be a day-long project yeah. now. If you're not like, you know, really, really handy. And so I think that there's some real value to having a bike that you can take care of with an Allen wrench. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there are bikes out there that you can do the whole thing with an Allen wrench. And Isn't that, that the QR claim? Is that QR yeah. says you can, with a five, basically work Take, on everything? Yeah, you can do yeah. everything. And I think there's real value to that that people don't value. That's yes. too many values. But my point is, is that I think it's one thing that people are overlooking when they're purchasing bikes, mm-hmm. and then they shouldn't. Uh, another thing that I think people should consider when making a bike purchase is uh, the reputation of the brand. And, uh, you know, you don't want to buy from some... Chinese company like Trek, you know, that just makes <laughs> faulty. Oh wait, they're based oh, in Wisconsin. Oh, that's an American company. Oh my, my bad. bad. Yeah, my bad. Okay. Uh, but no, seriously, I there are there is the opportunity for you to buy a Chinese no name brand. Uh, especially you see that with wheels a lot. Yep. Mm-hmm. But you can you can buy frames too, uh, and and some of them are good. There's you know there's no denying that some of those are fine. There's no recourse if they're not fine, right? Yeah. You just yeah. think that some of them aren't fine. If so that's hand- like I'd rather not right. flip a coin on a descent. So right. That's, yeah. If the handlebars break when you're going downhill and you yeah. and you you know and you just because you didn't read the manual that Trek sends out that says don't put pressure on the handlebars. <laughs> don't use the handlebars. Which is really Matt's fault, uh, but you know. <laughs> but the point is, is is you know if you buy from a company like BMC, I'm saying BMC because it's right in front of me. BMC, you'd think Trek would be there, but you know other companies too. You know like specialized or decent sized companies, you you know, usually they'll have some sort of guarantee or some sort of, um, you know, insurance of, of like, this is, this frame is, you know, if something happens in the first year and they have some crash replacement programs for a lot of companies, there's yep. some really nice programs, uh, that I tend to see on the major manufacturers of bikes. So, yep. um, there's something to be said for the brand name and giving value to that. I don't know if it's like hundred percent of what you should, you know, your, your decision-making purchase, but, uh, definitely add value there for that. Yeah. Now, not to mention the fact that if you buy a brand and there's not a shop that supports that brand nearby, that could be a really big hassle to yeah. work with that. So if you have to drive two hours to yeah. have any help. Or if you oh buy a gosh, bike yeah. online from a yeah. manufacturer that doesn't yep. even have stores and it's all just direct to consumer. Right. That could be a little bit difficult because sometimes those uh those bike parts are proprietary yeah. and you have right, to wait right, for a right, long right, time yeah. for it to come from a different right. country. Or the parts are, yeah, you're like, this part's never going to be available. Like Canyon, for example. Canyon does really cool bikes. I think yep. their bikes are yep. very interesting. I think they do a good job with designs. And I think they're fast bikes. Very fast. Uh, very but, fast, you know, yeah. you're talking about... all proprietary parts. Proprietary parts. So and is the BMC time always machine. sold yeah. out of everything. And so yep. it's like tricky. Yeah. yeah. Versus if there's a shop that's local that deals with that bike all the time, chances are if you need some little grommet or doohickey thing in the jig... Call up and say, "Hey, I need this." And I go, "Oh yeah, come on down. Yeah, I got you." So, yeah, yeah. done that before. Good. Those are all really good points. We didn't talk about components at all. Like, you know, people should consider their components when they're buying a bike. Yeah, slightly important. So, components and wheels could be a whole other podcast. Yeah, let's just use Shimano for instance. So, there's a really good all around, going to do everything, shifts really nicely, works great. 105. That's like a really good solid yep. workhorse, like yep. kind of the bottom tier of like, we'll call it like your, your race ready or your high usage ready um, yeah. componentry. Super affordable, great stuff. And then you want to jump up to the next tier, Ultegra. Yeah. Great yeah. stuff. Probably twice the cost, if not more. Yeah. Um, the biggest difference between them, materials and weight. Yeah. And you know, you're going to have about the same wear, the same life, but it's going to be a lot lighter. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I, it's very hard to argue against 105 stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think it's solid. really good, and yep. I think they've been and it lasts a quarter century. Solid. <laughs> that stuff lasts so long, and it's not very expensive to replace. I mean, if you're going to yeah. get a 105 cassette, yeah, all not very things. expensive. If you yeah. wanted to do have a different cassette for 
climbing, if you will. Or if you go down and you destroy a shifter, it's not going to cost you, you know, an yeah. arm and a leg and your firstborn to replace. So, right. And then yeah. you want to go from Ultegra to the top shelf Dura Ace stuff. Yeah. You're literally paying twice as much mm-hmm. to save how many grams? grams. A couple hundred grams. grams. Yeah. Maybe. I think it's like three or four hundred grams for the group set. You know, for your weight weenies out there, they're going to want that. They're for doing, yeah. the guys that want to be super light for climbing purposes, when watts per yeah. kilogram are going to be the name of the game, you've got I, to think about doing I that. I would love to see if somebody's lost a race because of 300 grams. Well, I'm sure that, you know, climbing 300 stuff. 300 grams, though. Climbing? I mean, I mean those yeah. guys, like, let's say you're doing Altuez. Right. Yeah, I mean, if you're like, yeah. But the other thing I think with That'd components be for it would be um, currently, and this is the problem with recording a podcast, currently the 105 components come in mechanical only and not electronic shifting. And so, I is that right? They're I, gonna, well, I think that's gonna change. rumors are that they're going to have it trickle down to the 105 group set. Don't Eventually quote me on that, will. but yeah. That's the problem with recording podcasts. But, yeah. uh, but there's, re- I think there's real value in having uh, an electronic shifting bike. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, and what's that value, Matt? Why would you want electronic shifting? A lot of people come in here and say, why yeah, would I what? want that? That sounds gimmicky. Um, I think it's a more precise shift every time. Yep. However, when people come and say, why would, you know, why would I want that? I, you know, I've been using mechanical forever. Good on you. Keep doing it. Mechanical's great. There's, there's major benefits to mechanical. Like it's so easy to just kind of like fix something if something goes wrong on the road versus electronic. If something goes wrong on the road, you're, you know, better hope that you have an extra battery or better hope that, you know, this, whatever it is, right? Like it's just weird if something goes wrong on the, on the road with, I had a shifter snap once though, the cable. So kind of, yeah, you can kind of like, you can finagle stuff. You can do stuff that with, I feel like with mechanical, you can hack it more. Yeah. You have like, if I'm going to be out touring in the middle of nowhere, and maybe it's a multi-day thing. I mean, I'm probably going to want to go mechanical. So what if something goes wrong electronically? You can't like yeah. MacGyver that on the spot. I mean, can't it, charge it in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> MacGyver it. That's the right term. Yeah. I mean, I feel like <laughs> that's the right term. With, with cabling, that's rare. Can, it is. That's the nice thing is the electronic doesn't have that many issues. Yeah. I mean, you've run out of batteries on rides. I've I have. seen you do it. Yeah, but you know, you went to a shop and. California and found an extra battery. They gave me a battery. They just swapped you. Yeah, they swapped me. I gave them the dead one. They gave me a a charged one. And you were good to go. Yeah, back on the road. And so I think that there's there's issues. You would never run out of batteries with your mechanical group set. Yeah, good thing for bike shops basically. So around the table, we all have electronic shifting and prefer we have all of us have both probably. So I've been running it since 2011. So that's nine years. I've only had one problem. I had a derailleur take a crap on me. It, it just okay. it died, and um, it was a Durace, and it was within their three-year window. I sent it to them, and they sent me a brand new one back. It was about a one-week turnaround, harmless. Yeah, that was the only issue I really had. The only other issue that I had was with Shimano. I was using the app on the phone. I was doing oh, yeah. a firmware update, and I got a text message, and it broke the the firmware. It it, it literally broke what? the firmware. Oh. And nowhere in their literature does it say you need to put your phone on airplane mode. Or just don't use the Bluetooth <laughs> function on there when you're doing that. You need to plug it into the computer. So I end up having to, to roll. I had to go to a, a, another bike shop at the time and have them plug it into their system and have them do a hardware. Because that's the other thing is with the, the Durace Shimano DI2 stuff um, and the Ultegra DI2 stuff, you don't have the option to plug it into a Mac. It doesn't work with Mac. It only works with PC. And I didn't, I'm not running boot camp, and I wasn't able to run their program, and I wasn't able to plug in uh, my phone. That's so. been the case for like 10 years. I don't understand how they haven't taken the next step. 
I don't know. Come on, and, Shimano. And, and they haven't even answered the the the, um, the access thing yet. I mean, you know, SRAM came out with the SRAM Access 12-speed stuff and knocked it out of the park. I think that yeah. that's the best group set for the the red and the force that those yeah. two things are phenomenal and the fact that everything's starting to work on all of the different platforms and parts and pieces are just becoming more and more interchangeable and it's so much easier to work on and to bleed and there's just i could go on for days about how much better it is and it's been over a year since that came out shimano, has shimano still hasn't come they came out with their grx group set for the gravel stuff just like yeah. last week right no it no, came out about a year ago a year there's ago. a new yeah. there might be a new grx something that came out this week we can, we can look something. but I don't know. I just if you're gonna buy something, I think SRAM's the way to go. It's a little bit more expensive, I think, possibly, or I don't know. It's better. I love the fact that there's no cables. There's no wires, yeah. no cables yeah. with the SRAM. Yep. Yeah. Less less things to go wrong. Yeah. And I've never heard of anybody and I've been dealing with the ETAP stuff ever since it came out. I don't know of anybody yet still to this day that's had a connectivity issue other right. than one person. Um I had a read derailleur crap out. Did you? Yeah, we had we had to swap it oh, out. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Scott Carroll had an issue with one of his yeah. too. But again, they're they. When I said that uh, Shimano got me the, the rear derailleurs in less than a week, I think Shram got them to me in just like the matter of like two or three days. Yeah. It's they're they're Johnny on the spot. We've rambled on yeah. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, the the point of that was that if you're buying a bike, you know, components are a big part of the purchase process. Yes. You know, it's something they you are. should consider. And, you know, if you're new to buying bikes, I think 105 is an excellent place to start looking. When you start getting below that, it seems sketchy to me. Not the Tiagra. Or yeah. 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 That, that starts to get a little I, flimsy. It I, works, though. I mean, yeah, it works. I don't know that much about it, to be honest. So I think it's good for the person who's kind of like an enthusiast that maybe rides 10 to 20 times a year, like yeah. maybe like once or twice a month kind of person. But right. if you're out and you're training and you find yourself logging yeah. Strava rides pretty frequently, you find that 105 stuff. It's yeah. going to last longer for you and it's going to perform better for you as well. True. Get SRAM though. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big difference in price. Although SRAM has some, well, they've got some lower components yeah. too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can definitely like get SRAM stuff better. Just everybody get access. It's awesome. Yep. Your wheel set's going to be another one that's easily changed out over the course of time. And what's yeah. nice about that is if you have a, a, an inexpensive, set of wheels on there in the mm-hmm. beginning that ends up being a really good rain bike or like if yeah. you can go out and ride some crappy roads and you don't really mind about those wheels as much save your race wheels for another day the nice thing i will say about that is um going back to what my brother had was if you get something in that kind of 10 speed 11 speed 12 speed range then it's easier to switch out wheels when you um get a different well in uh, there's a difference in hubs between 11 and 10 speed but my point is is it gets hard to find things that are older yeah. It's hard to find a nice race wheel with yeah. nine speed hub. I mean, you can change out the hub, but yeah. that's a process. Especially if you're buying used, just buy 11 right now. Yeah, I think, I think, I nine, think so. nine or 10, I think would be a bad, if, if anybody showed me like, Hey, this is this used bike. Should I get this? It's nine like, or 10 speed. Here's my question no. mark yeah. right there. Exactly. So the yeah, nine, yeah no. the nine for sure. 10 speed. Still a lot of people selling 10 speed stuff. So yeah, it's few and far between. Stay away again, from it. Yeah. 11 is the, I would just 11 is the, now, you know, yeah, the, that's kind of the, where everybody's at. And I think everybody's going to be switching to 12. Maybe 12. 12. I was going to say in 10 years, maybe be Rotors already got 13 speed. Yeah, <laughs> oh so my so. God. Yeah. There's going to be a climb up a side of a wall basically <laughs> at some point. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was fun. Um, let's jump into one last thing. Evan, one last thing. Um, if anybody has any like nutrition suggestions oh. on how to do an Everest, oh. 
ping them my way, please. There's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of people that are experienced Everest people. I was gonna say if you if you happen to have nailed recently an Everest climb, you know what you could do is tell me what to do. Is nutrition wise, leave nutrition at the bottom of the hill because I mean you don't mm-hmm. want to climb with it that much. Exactly. Probably just when you want to grab something and then take it up because you want to go lightweight. Probably you probably want to you could do water bottles the same way. That's Everything what I'm thinking. Bottom. I think you I'm sure people do this. Sushi and beer. I'm sushi. gonna. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I'm thinking about using Martine the. Um, oh yeah. Uh, what Kipchoge used for the sub two hour. Whatever attempt. you do, make sure David's been using it lately and he likes it. Yeah. Make sure yeah. it's brand new on race day. Uh, I was thinking about not trying it until the morning and then yeah. just and really surprise bag. And then sushi. <laughs> like, we'll oh. buy the sushi now so it's yeah, ready it's like for you. It's like salami yeah. sandwiches and lasagna. This is perfect. <laughs> I get some chili. Yes. Chili would be good too. Extra I can beans. just take a spoon at the bottom. You can just yeah. be holding a cauldron at the bottom. It's got a lot of sodium in there. There yeah. you go. That'd be perfect. <laughs> that and beer. <laughs> awesome. Matt, one last thing. I posted two videos. Two videos. And t- actually posted he two did. videos in two days. I never do that. Uh, the... First one was this heart rate monitor that I really like. Um, it's an optical heart rate monitor called mm-hmm. the OH1 Plus from Polar. Cool. Uh, it's excellent. Um, competitors would be stuff like the Wahoo Ticker, I think, is there. They have an optical. The Ticker Fit. The Ticker Fit. Yes. Yep. Thank you. Uh, and then also um, Garmin might make ones. No, Garmin. I don't know if Garmin makes one. They don't make the small one. They just have the there's another company soon, called. Sure. There's another company that makes something similar. Anyway, this one has uh, onboard storage, so you can swim with it, you can bike with it, you can run with it. All the things that I like to do, and it's a nice device. Mm-hmm. I um, I am giving it away to whoever comments, you know, on the video something funny. So go in there, hop in there, comment, and you might win. The Polar OH1 Plus. How right. funny does the comment need to be? It needs to be hilarious. It needs to be okay. Actually, I think is the question there, that I asked is there was, an objective measure on what's funny? Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the I think the question that I asked is like, what sport would you use this for? Because you can use it for anything, right? You can jazzercise it up. But <laughs> yeah, buddy. Uh, Tonk replied, "I would use this for some of the exercise that I have." That goes off books or something. He said something alluding to sex with his wife. I don't know. Uh-huh. That <laughs> winner. Winner. So that's in the lead. That's what I have to beat. That's what you have to beat. Okay, got it. I'm going to brainstorm tonight. Yep. <laughs> Think about that. And uh, I thought that was perfect. Uh-huh. And that is that the second video that I posted the day after was the fact that Kona is going to be postponed until February. So yep. this is normally an October race. And it's been an October race since ever. No, we're going to say. 50 years, I mean, a long time. I think yeah. ni- like 1980, basically, yeah. is, you know, that time frame. Uh, so it's been there a long time, and this will be the first time it's back in February since the first one. So, Do you, do you know what the next news is going to be? It's canceled. Kona. Canceled. Back to October. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 2021. So people that qualified can, like, move their stuff to February, or they can push it all the way to October, which I think everyone's going to do. Which should just be what you do because it's which, not going to happen in February. I'm yeah, sure. I know. Yeah. So everyone's going to do that. And then no one's going to show up in February. So they're, I think they're taking like all the legacy athletes and they're letting them do February. Something like cool. that. It's a rumor. Yeah. And uh, those are the two videos that I posted. You should check them out. Watch them. Subscribe them. People see like them. But I don't know where to go to watch these. What you go on the that? YouTube and oh, you look you- for... Tube. You okay. look for Matt Legrand, all right, and you subscribe mm-hmm. to the guy that dances on the beach. But then you also subscribe <laughs> but then also to me right after that. <laughs> yeah, right after that, the important stuff. Yeah, it's YouTube.com/slash M Legrand M L E G R A N D. You can find me there, and you can check it all out. Yep. Cool. Boom. Lance, uh, I watched Matt's two YouTube videos and was entertained. Really, the Kona one? Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. man, <laughs> I still need to watch that. 
Lance watches all of Kona. If anybody wants to rewind this to last year, we were talking about this. Lance yeah, unabashedly sat there and so was embarrassed to admit that he watched the entire yeah. Kona race. That's a, that's a true story. Yeah, it is. And we're gonna have to do our triathlon takeover, and it's not we gonna will. be in October. It's gonna have to be in February. I say we just do it in October anyway. Sure. Just okay. to pretend we'll be like, here's our prediction for the race. It's not happening today. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> Lance, one last thing, bud. KOM, that's all I got. Nothing? No. That's exciting. <laughs> What's one KOM you want to get this week? Yours. Yours. Because you only have one. Do I only have one? <laughs> <laughs> you know it, too. You know way more than he does. Don't do that oh, to me, man. We know exactly which one it is. What is it? Is I don't good? know what it is. It was probably when I was on Jake's wheel at once. What was it? No, you were on somebody else's wheel. You were on somebody you else's run. wheel. Whose wheel was tied. I on? You're actually tied with a woman on it. Oh, seriously? Yeah. Oh. Is it Kim? Is, am, am I tied with Kim? No. Kim's a, yeah. No. Anique. Van Tucky Hustle. It was, it was. Anique. Yeah, you have a K woman. A segment is part of. I have the Van Tucky Hustle K woman. No, 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 no. There's just oh, a one segment. segment. Oh gosh, I was gonna say I was like, I'm pretty sure Mike still has that, or Dustin does, or so. Yeah. So you guys, are I was there that day when that happened, and it was incredible. We're but, coming for you, chicken and waffles. Yeah. God dang it! Okay, is that the name of it? Chicken yes, sir. And waffles. All right, I'm oh, I'm excited to watch this go down. I need. I have to. <laughs> I can't get believe you guys one took before mine. I lose this one. <laughs> <laughs> you actually still have two K women's back in Ohio, but I'm those not, count. Nope, those count. I'm not going there. Nope, those are set in stone forever. Hey, we're gonna fly back there soon. Hey Lance, I have a whole bunch of running ones. So yeah, you yeah, go I after do. those. I know. Yes. I'm not yeah. going after those. Just go over those. Those, <laughs> those are those are flagging. And they're all easy Lance too. Does. They're all. <laughs> no, it's like four fifty. No, pace. I don't think they are. You and four other guys. Yeah. My one last thing is I want to know when you guys are gonna go and try and take back the. What's Washington it called? The, or what is the name of the segment that we oh, just took? It needs yeah. a better oh, name. It's something like fourth plane to fourth plane. plane. Fourth plane. Yeah. Can we <laughs> rename one it you guys, something awesome? Did one of you guys make that segment? No. 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 It, okay. it existed long before us. That's my other one. The last thing. Make better names for segments. Don't oh, I agree. I completely call agree. them something funny because it makes yeah. people want to go out and do them. I, know. I know. It's like I mean the climbs. I can understand you calling a climb what the climb yeah. is, but like yeah. What was the waffle? And, what was the one? Chicken waffles. Chicken waffles. waffles. That's good. And I got one yesterday called tater tots. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Matt's favorite road is still my favorite name on Strava. So I made those. Matt's favorite <laughs> I, I actually South. named chicken and waffles. Did you name that? I did, did that, but That's like one. two or three years ago. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because so. hmm. you probably saw chickens. <laughs> I and you I, thought, and you're dreaming I, about waffles. I, was, yep. I don't remember, but I thought it was funny. So I called it chicken and waffles. And there's like chickens it. out there because yeah, it is farmland. Anyway. <laughs> I want to know when you guys are going to come uh, take that back. Um, when are we going to have I, a okay. I need a Shots for fire. I need a TT bike. Shot across your boat. Or an e-bike. What are we going to do? Do you want yeah. an e-bike base me on that? <laughs> you guys both have road bikes. Why don't you just make a road bike thing? Because we oh, yeah. we're triathletes. <laughs> we could. We're proud. Proud triathletes. Proud triathletes. Lance, we're going to have to get some aero bars to put them on our bikes. Yeah, you do. You need uh, aero bars all no, the time. I'm doing it without aero bars. Just, how, how about a TT helmet, Lance? No. You, I can let you borrow one. <laughs> you do know if I'm jumping on the TT bike to do this, I'm going race kit, aero helmet. Oh, yeah. Tucking no, we're going in, all in. And I'm pushing. All, I am going to be puking by the end of that because I do not want Jake coming back and touching that on a road bike because I will be so embarrassed if that thing gets taken on a road bike again. <laughs> All we need is three more guys. <laughs> we would take it. <laughs> yeah, more guys. I swear, if there's like a twenty-person group ride that takes that, <laughs> it's gonna happen. We're waiting. All right. We're okay. Waiting. Yeah. It's yeah. gonna be a little while, probably. Right. I'll, I'll do it before the Everest attempt. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well. Yep. Maybe we'll have to push the uh, the time up a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck with that. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Push as far as you need. Push as far as you need to feel safe. All right, guys. This is getting really long. <laughs> this is. <laughs> 
Jerry sitting in his car in his garage going, why won't they just shut up? I need to go inside. My wife's going to kill me. <laughs> well, he complained once when we went short, so this is just making up for that. So, Awesome. Well, we really appreciate everybody listening. We thank uh, Terry Hamness again for being a Patreon. And again, if you want to go check that out, go to dialpodcast.com to become a Patreon to help out the show. Um, go check out Matt's YouTube channel. Check out Evan if you need some physical therapy stuff. And if you need some funny titles, go check out Lance on Strava. So. <laughs> totally. <laughs> We really thank you guys for listening. We will see you next week. Have a good one. Bye for now. Bye.